It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time. Louisville wins a second consecutive cup. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Now live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This evening is perhaps the most highly anticipated regular season game in Louisville City history. For the first time since its construction, Lynn Family Stadium is completely sold out. A crowd of around 14,000 expected to fill the stands tonight as Louisville City takes on the Tampa Bay Rowdies in a matchup that promises to be truly entertaining. These two teams have met in the playoffs for three straight seasons, including in each of the last two Eastern Conference Finals. And in each of those two affairs, the Rowdies upended Lou City. First in 2020, they struck inside the opening minutes and then claimed the Eastern Conference title here at Lynn Family Stadium. And then last season, Louisville City paid a visit to Al Lang Stadium in St. Petersburg, Florida, and took a surprising two-goal lead. It looked for sure like the boys in purple were going to host the title game the next week until the 83rd minute. Former Louisville City player Lucky M. Kosana, who Louisville had traded to Tampa Bay back in 2019, pulled off what Rowdy's fans have called a miracle. He scored two goals in the final seven minutes and stoppage time of regulation to force extra time. And then, 12 minutes into the extra period, Steven Dos Santos struck to give the Rowdies the lead. Louisville City was unable to strike back to the for the tying goal, and their season ended in excruciatingly heartbreaking fashion. Tampa Bay fans dubbed that game the M. Cosana Miracle, and Louisville City fans in turn have circled this game tonight on their calendars as they look for revenge. All that is the preamble for what we can expect will be an action-packed, thrilling night before an energized and exuberant crowd, and we could not be more thrilled that you are here to join us for it. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside. Casey, a sold-out crowd. It's a blackout with the new black alternate uniforms. Revenge on the line for Louisville City. You know, by the way, I haven't even mentioned yet that these are the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. Louisville City at number one, Tampa Bay at number two. I will pose this to you, and you can tell me I'm wrong if you want. This, to me, is the most highly anticipated regular season game that Louisville City has ever had in their eight-year history. I mean, I really do. I actually agree with you because I think that, one, not only is there a really nice rivalry between these two teams with them both constantly meeting in the finals, constantly being at the top of the conference standings and just both being extremely, extremely talented teams, but it's also the first time that Lou City was able to welcome them into the stadium where there haven't been restrictions with COVID protocols where – you know, there, there haven't been extenuating factors that held back on the number of people that we could have within this stadium. And so then you couple that with a nice black kit reveal, and it's a perfect day outside. And so I think from a fan standpoint, this is the most exciting game because it's like the finals, and a lot of times we can't travel to go watch the finals because it might be in Tampa or, you know, other issues. The weather's not as good. So I, I think this is going to be a huge game. 
I don't think it's going to be the end-all, be-all or, if, you know, whatever team loses, their season's done with and over with. I think it's a great test for both teams to see where they are, especially since it's coming down the home stretch and there's just a number of games left. And so I think it's a great opportunity for these teams to see where they stand and kind of what adjustments they need to make right before playoffs. It's going to be a fun one, though. To your point, it is not do or die tonight, to be sure. Both of these teams barring some kind of catastrophe late in the season. Both of these teams are going to make the playoffs. What is significant about this game is it could play a big factor in who gets that number one seed, who may ultimately host games in the playoffs, and further, who may ultimately host a rematch, a third game of the season between these two teams, if they were to meet, say, once again in the Eastern Conference Final. So there's a lot at stake. As you said, it's not do or die. It is just a regular season game. It is just three points on the standings. But emotionally as well, given the circumstance of, the, of this game, given the size of the crowd we're going to have, 14,000-plus uh, possibly tonight, the energy in the building, which is palpable. Looking around, fans are filing in much earlier than they typically do. There was a huge line at all of the entrances uh, of the stadium for this game tonight. Emotionally, it's going to feel like a big, big, big game, not just any old regular season game. Wouldn't you agree with that? I would completely agree. Emotionally, it's going to feel like a championship game because the environment is going to be so electric out there that the players are going to just feed off of it. For Tampa, it's going to be a tough environment to come into because you are not welcome here. And the uh, the Lou City fans make that known. They are loud. They cheer. They support their team. But for Lou City, the fans are going to be a key factor for them today because they're going to need that energy, going to need them to continuously cheer them on because this is not going to be an easy feat for them. And they're having to come back after a loss to Tampa earlier in this season that was a 1-0 loss down in Tampa. And then also they haven't beat Tampa in, in quite a bit. So it's going to be a big game, a big stepping stone for them to overcome being able to get past Tampa and put one in on Tampa. Yeah, they haven't beaten Tampa since the 2019 playoffs. Of course, these two teams didn't meet in the regular season each of the last two years, but did meet in the playoffs. Um, so much to talk about between these two teams. Let's just briefly go over it. Again, we said first in the East for Lou City, second in the East for Tampa Bay. They're separated by just one point. But on the stat sheet, these are two of the best teams in the league as well. Louisville City with the fourth most goals scored, 47 for them this season. Tampa Bay, one more goal than them. They're third with 48. Louisville City, the best defensive record in the league this season to this point, 16 goals conceded. Tampa Bay, only marginally worse, 23 goals allowed. That's tied for uh, they're among the top teams uh, in the league in that category, to be sure. So many dangerous players on both sides. Uh, Steven Dos Santos, Leo Fernandez for Tampa Bay. Of course, the, the Louisville City players we know so very well. We'll talk about one of those players in specific, Brian Ombi, because the lineup selection tonight for Danny Cruz is interesting given the health of the team. So let's chat about that when we return. Again, we're building it up for kickoff, which on the clock here in the stadium is about 14 minutes away, set for a few minutes after the bottom of the hour at 7.30. It's going to be a night that many here, I think everybody here, will not forget for at least one reason, because it's the very first full sellout we've ever had at Lynn Family Stadium, the newly constructed stadium in Butchertown. It's going to be a night to remember. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to have it all for you here throughout the evening on ESPN Louisville. More to come on this pregame show. 
Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Camry, like the electrified Camry Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, you can save over $5,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 Camry. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Once again, welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown. It's going to be a sold-out crowd tonight. Close to 14,000 on hand. Many of them, many thousands of them have already filled in. The Estopinal Inn to our right is really just about full. It probably is the fullest it's been all, all season, and we still have 11 minutes to go before kickoff. The waterfront end to our left is absolutely jam-packed from side to side, and the seats are filling up nicely. And it is a blackout. We mentioned it. The new gold standard third uniforms for Louisville City will debut tonight. It's an all-black strip with gold numerals, letters, trim, and a gold crest over the hearts of the players for Louisville City They've called for a blackout, and Casey just looking around. It looks like everybody's listened. It's mostly a black shirt-wearing crowd tonight. It's going to make for a nice visual for this game. You know, typically a lot of fans don't get the memo, and so they don't know that they need to wear black, but it seems like the majority of people have heard that this is a blackout and have gone all out for it. I mean, and the, and the only other colors that you see are some purple scattered in and out there, which I'm okay with. And You know, wear your purple shirt, represent, but... It looks so cool in here. Lineup's coming up for you in a matter of minutes just before the start of the game, which again is scheduled for a little bit after 7.30, but we'll tease it a little bit here to say that Brian Ownby will be starting as a center forward tonight once again. Neither Wilson Harris nor the injured Cameron Lancaster, who is unavailable tonight, are in the starting lineup. Instead, it's Brian Ownby down the middle. He's having a career year, eight goals. That's a career high for him. 
at his advanced age of 31. Perhaps he's playing the best soccer he's ever played as a professional. And Casey, this will be the eighth game in the last ten games in which he started as a center forward. So either there's something going on with Wilson Harris that we don't know publicly, perhaps that's been an issue. He's battled injury over the last couple of months. Or this is a tactical choice by Louisville City head coach Danny Cruz to put Brian Ombi up top, and you see a lot of advantage in that for Louisville City tonight. I actually do see quite a bit of advantage. I mean, is it great to have Wilson Harris out there? Yes, he's fabulous, but he has been injured, and so maybe he can't go for a full 90 minutes. And if you're going to put Wilson Harris in, you want to be able to leave him in for an extended amount of time and not have to worry about subbing him in and out. But with Brian Ombi in this position, when Lou City plays the false nine, it requires their attacking three to four players. I'm lumping Jorge Gonzalez in there in the attacking mid or the, the number 10 position to have to move a lot more off the ball. And so when Brian Ombi is in there, there is so much more movement and interchange between the front three players that it opens up a lot more channels for players to run in and behind, for balls to be slipped through. And with a team like Tampa, who does not concede many goals, when you play this type of formation, you're going to force the back line to have to shift quite a bit to keep up with the players moving, the players running in behind. So it's going to create some pockets of space for them to be able to slip in behind. So I think having Brian Omi in this position will play to that advantage because he'll pop back and check in, and it's going to allow the attacking mid to be able to push beyond him. Now, do I think they're going to stick with this for the full 90? Probably not. I think we'll see Wilson Harris around the 60, 70th minute mark. That's when we're going to see him come in and kind of then completely change the way that they attack and go for a center forward look. Both of those players did score last week in the 4-1 to come from behind win over the Charleston Battery. Both Wilson Harris and Brian Ombi were on the score sheet. So plenty of options both in the starting lineup and on the bench tonight for Danny Cruz. The national anthem underway at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll step aside for a timeout. We'll continue to build up to it. Kickoff just a little bit after 7.30. We'll have the entire game for you. Louisville against the Tampa Bay Rowdies here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. 
you get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. We are gearing up for what will be one of the truly remarkable experiences of this Louisville City season. You can hear the fans. The energy is high. A sold-out crowd on hand tonight as they look for revenge against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, the team that eliminated them from each of the last two playoffs. The energy is rising. The anticipation is building. And Casey Whitfield, alongside me, Jeff Milby, has her keys to this game. So tonight, Lou City has to execute in the final third. Last time out versus Tampa Bay, we didn't have a single shot on goal. And while we have done a have done well finding a way to get goals and win games we have to make sure that we're capitalizing on our chances early because we will not get many very many against a team like tampa bay as we found out the last time out so we have to be focused and we have to have that killer goal scoring mentality tonight next we have to be aware of the runners in the final third we know how talented tampa bay's attacking players are and this goes for runs in behind the back line and runs in the box we have to make sure that we're aware of our marks and the runners at all times so we don't allow tampa bay to get in behind easily and then finally enjoy the moment tonight is not only going to be a special night for lynn family stadium but it's a big moment for the players getting to play in this environment and in front of this crowd so we have to make the most of this moment and enjoy every minute of it so we can make it a game we never want to forget Both teams are flying high and confident coming into this game. Louisville City is on an eight-game unbeaten run, and they have won seven of those eight games. That unbeaten run dates back to June 5th, which was the last time these two teams met. It was a one-to-nothing victory for Tampa Bay down in Florida. The Rowdies themselves are on a terrific run, 13 games unbeaten. If they were to remain unbeaten through tonight, that would set their club's all-time record, and they have won seven games in a row on that stretch. Tampa Bay has taken the field. Louisville City will be soon to follow and then kick off after that. When we return after this final pregame break, we will give you tonight's starting lineups. Once again, a sensational affair. Louisville City against the Tampa Bay Rowdies from a sold-out Lynn Family Stadium. Kickoff is coming up next on ESPN Louisville. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. 
Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. We are just about ready for kickoff. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Kraft House Pizza. We will begin with the Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are wearing their traditional green and gold uniforms as Jack Harlow has made an appearance at Lynn Family Stadium tonight. This is... Wearing the all-black, too. He's, he, he got, got the, the memo, memo as well. How about that? But the lineup for Tampa Bay will begin in goal. C.J. Cochran, the loney from Oklahoma City, has made the number one shirt his own. He makes his 20th start tonight. The back line in front of him, Aaron Guillen, the captain. He's the only player to play in every game. He's played in every minute. He starts at left back. The center back pairing, it's a Georgian and a Jamaican. Connor Antley from Atlanta and Jordan Scarlett from Jamaica are the center back pairing. And then the Danes, Sebastian Dahlgaard, will be the right back in the midfield. Deion Harris will pair with Nicky Law, the 34-year-old English veteran, as well as Lewis Hilton, who is a college teammate of Louisville City's Niall McCabe. And then in the front three, it's Jake LaCava, Leo Fernandez, the possible MVP candidate for Tampa Bay. They will play in support of the center forward, Steven Dos Santos. They play for head coach Neil Collins, the Scotsman in his fifth season at the helm in Florida. We are underway. Tampa Bay will have the opening kickoff as we bring you the Louisville City starting lineup. It is Kyle Morton in goal, a familiar back four in front of him. Amadou Dia, Wes Sharpie, Sean Tosh, and Manny Perez as Josh Winder is still unavailable. A late scratch in the midfield. Niall McCabe taken out of the lineup, replaced by Corbin Bone. He will wear the captain's armband tonight. He will be joined by Tyler Gibson and Jorge Gonzalez. And then the attacking three. It's Enoch Mushigalusa along the left, Ray Serrano along the right, and as we mentioned, the false nine tonight. Brian Ownby down the middle. They play for head coach Danny Cruz in his second season. Tampa Bay in the attack right off the bat. It is LaCava. Jake LaCava to the near side where Dahlgaard whips in a ball and it is caught in the six-yard box by Kyle Morton. A bright start 
45 seconds in for the visitors tonight. Our referee, Natalie Simon, hugely qualified. She is the first black woman with a FIFA badge, Casey Whitfield. And a FIFA badge is the highest referee badge that you can hold. These are the types of referees that you will see at the World Cup come in November. So it's a huge honor to be able to have this level of a referee calling this game. Again, Louisville City in the all-black new third alternate uniforms. They're moving from left to right in this first half, defending the goal with the waterfront end to their back. And Tampa Bay defending the goal in front of the Estopinal end, which we should say is fully packed. Here comes Louisville City in the attack. On the far side, the left is Mushigalusa, deep in the corner in the attacking end. He's defended closely by a Tampa Bay player, drops it off backward to Brian Ombi. Backward into the middle is Tyler Gibson. Forward to Corbin Bone, who was a late insert. We saw him warming up late just as the players were about to emerge from the locker room so he got the word from Danny Cruz very late in the warm-up period it's Gibson now on the far side the left back Amadou Dia still in the attacking half across midfield into the defensive half with the left center back the Floridian Wes Sharpie over to the right center back Sean Tosh who scored a goal last week he's in the center circle the near sideline Ray Serrano he's got Manny Perez for company up ahead instead he dribbles into the middle plays it over to Tyler Gibson as Louisville City just works around the perimeter of this Tampa Bay formation Casey it's really good patient ball movement though from Louisville City they're not looking to force too much just really getting the the defensive lines it looks like Tampa sitting about three defensive lines just getting those lines moving back and forth and seeing when they'll be able to find that gap or space where they can make a more penetrating pass to break down those lines it's now with Corbin Bone in the center circle just onto the attacking half to the far side Enoch Mushigalusa he dribbles infield defended by two Tampa Bay players backward to Corbin Bone just outside of the center circle again no penetrating balls just yet Louisville City content to knock it around the outside of this formation which they will defend in what appears to be a five-man back line, Casey. It's with Jorge Gonzalez on the far side. He dribbles infield, tries to play it forward to Amadou Dia. It's intercepted briefly by Tampa Bay, but the loose ball knocked back to West Sharpie. It's Sean Tosh in the center circle. Now to the near side, the right back, Manny Perez. He dribbles in toward the penalty area. Puts the ball into the box, and it's knocked behind by one of the center backs. That was Connor Antley with the late intervention. It's out for a Louisville City corner kick, our first of the game. It will come from the near side, the Louisville right, with three minutes gone by. A really good ball whipped in, though, from Manny Perez. He's trying to bend that right in between the back line and the goalkeeper, and Antley had to make a last-ditch effort, and those are always really tough to do because if you miss hit that ever so slightly, it could end up on frame, but a great opportunity for a set piece for Lou City. The Wi-Fi corner kick comes in from Ray Serrano. It's towards West Sharpie. He tried to flick it on, but no one on the end of the ball, and Nikki Law, the 34-year-old English veteran, comes up with the ball. Clears it upfield for Tampa Bay and out off of a Louisville City player past the near sideline. It is a Tampa Bay throw on the near side. They're left in their defensive half just in front of Danny Cruz and the Louisville City bench. Not really what you would want off your very first corner kick. Usually you want to try to be able to get some sort of look on frame with it. But now Louisville City has to make sure that they lock Tampa in and see if they can turn them over higher up the field. Sebastian Dahlgaard, the Danish player, took the throw, but it's quickly won by Louisville City. They played all the way back to Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper, who did concede a goal last week, the first of the game against Charleston. That was just the ninth goal that he's conceded. Manny Perez with some good dribbling skill as he brings it infield from the near sideline. Now it's Amadou D on the far side, on the Louisville half, just so. Plays it over the top to Jorge Gonzalez. He's on the end of it, in the corner. Plays it off of the center back, Antley. It goes off of the corner flag, stays in bounds just for a moment, but then rolls past the in line and it is another Louisville City corner kick this time from the far side there left 
And the build-up to this is what Lucidi needs to do more of. They whip the ball out wide to Manny Perez, and then Manny Perez recycles the ball back to the other side where it finds Dia's feet, and then Dia's able to play a quick one-time ball over top to Jorge Gonzalez, who's making a diagonal run. It's the quick movement from one side to the other that opened up the gap for Gonzalez's run. An in-swinger off the right foot of Ray Serrano. Here's the Vi-Fi corner kick. Here it comes. Into the near post towards West Sharpie once again. Knocked down. Sharpie picks it up. Pops it high into the air toward the penalty spot. Headed away by Leo Fernandez of Tampa. Picked up outside of the box on the far side by Amadou Dia. Over to Serrano. Serrano trying to combine with Musha Galusa. Couldn't do it. Nikki Law once again this time sweeps over to the right side to clear it away for Tampa Bay. It's a Louisville throw. Again, I'm sure they have a great play, you know, for that near post run, but it just isn't working. It didn't work on the other side. I want to see a different type of service. Send the ball in and let your players have a chance at it. Louisville City dominating possession. Five and a half minutes into this game, no score. Tampa Bay with an early start inside the first 45 seconds where they had a chance, but since then Louisville City has had the ball almost entirely. It's Manny Perez, the right back. He plays it backward all the way outside of the Louisville box. Kyle Morton at the top of his D, plays it to the left center back, West Sharpie. Sharpie back to Morton. Morton with help coming from Sean Tosh. He just touches it forward to him, and now Tosh will drag it forward. Pressure coming from Jake LaCava. And ball, Tosh's ball over the top is a pretty good one as Brian Ombi gives chase a collision and a foul against Ombi as Aaron Guillen, the left back, was doing the defensive work for Tampa Bay. It's a foul on Ombi and a free kick to Tampa Bay. I don't mind that from Ombi, though. He's putting pressure on early, showing, setting the standard, showing them how they're going to play. I like the pressure from Brian Ombi. Lucidi has to make sure that when Brian Ombi goes to press, though, that they're all pushing up in support. Tampa Bay now, for the first time in a while, can try and knock around possession, but they give it away. A turnover. Here's Mushagalusa in the middle of the field, just outside of the Tampa Bay box. Into the box on the near side. Ray Serrano, he goes for a goal, and it's wide. Ray Serrano with the shot. Scuffed it maybe just a bit. Didn't have much time as Aaron Guillen was coming in on him, but Louisville City, Casey, generating a chance directly from a turnover. Their press working to perfection there. Really good high pressure from Lou City. So what's happening is Jorge Gonzalez is pushing up a little higher to sit up front with Brian Nobi, so it looks like a two front, and that's making it really difficult for the two center backs to play out of the back, forcing that errant pass to Musha Galusa, and Musha Galusa does a good job to attack on the dribble and then find Ray Serrano. A great strike from Ray Serrano, just pushed it a little bit too far. Seven minutes gone by, a clearance from Tampa Bay is out of play. It's a throw to Louisville City on the far side, their left. Seven minutes in, Casey. It's been all Louisville City so far. What do you make of this early start? This is exactly how I expected the start of it to play out. Lou City feeding off the crowd. Tampa Bay a little bit shocked. It is very intimidating to come into an environment like this, especially against a team, a team against Lou City who is playing very well, to have to come in and immediately be able to step into a game. Lou City needs to use this to their advantage so they continue to build off the energy from the crowd to support their play. Louisville City, though, with a turnover here. It's picked off by Deion Harris, the Canadian player. Now a ball over the top to LaCava. The Loney from New York Red Bulls on the near side. He's dribbling in against Manny Perez. Gets it to Leo Fernandez just outside of the Louisville box. It's back to Nicky Law. Now on the near side, Sebastian Dahlgaard. They're just outside of the Louisville area in the final third. Law to Fernandez, defended by Manny Perez, and then Corbin Bone comes over to take it away, but Bone loses out, step on the ball, lost possession. Fernandez into the box, on his left foot. Leo Fernandez, a ball across towards Dos Santos, and it's out behind. It is, in fact, a goal kick. Dos Santos with the last touch. Good defending there. I believe it was from West Sharpie, Casey. He was a very good slide tackle from West Sharpie. I'm not sure what they're complaining about. 
I'm wondering if they're saying it should have been a foul or offsides. But Wes Sharpie sliding in at the last effort. Leo Fernandez does a good job to pick the ball up and attack on the dribble and then plays a nice low-driven ball. Kyle Morton does well to be positioned nicely, but the Tampa Bay player made a great run to the near post. I thought he was going to have a look on goal, but Wes Sharpie comes out of nowhere to get that one and not only knock it away to safety, but to hit it off the Tampa Bay player for a goal kick. Leo Fernandez, number 11 for Tampa Bay. He figures to be one of the most dangerous players on the field tonight. He's got 12 goals on the season. That's his career high, along with five assists. He had a four-game scoring streak that was snapped last time out in their 1-0 win over Detroit. The goal kick sent forward by Louisville City, and a foul goes against the boys in black tonight. So it's a free kick to Tampa Bay. They take it quickly. It's on the ground with their center back, Jordan Scarlett. Scarlett to the other center back, Connor Antley. Antley to the left back. It is Guillen. Guillen forward to a left winger. That's where Dahlgaard is lining up tonight. Back to Guillen. Guillen under pressure from Ray Serrano in his own half. Plays it out of bounds. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near side. They're right in the attacking half, just in front of the Louisville bench. Tampa Bay having a really hard time building out of the back, being able to connect between their back line, their midfield, and their front line. They're looking to kind of ship it forward long because they aren't able to connect through the middle of the field, and that's because of the awesome movement between the midfield three for Lou City and the way that they're cutting off the passing lanes. 9.45 and counting upward. No score here between Louisville and Tampa Bay, but Louisville knocking on the door. It's Jorge Gonzalez just outside of the box in the middle of the field. Backward to Bone to the far side, the left, Mushigalusa in the penalty area. On his right foot, goes for goal, and it's well over the bar into the Estopinal end. Mushigalusa with the effort, but it was well off target. And Mushigalusa wanted to watch that one go in the back of the net there, it seemed, because his head was up the entire time. It's so tempting to want to get your head up and watch that shot go in, but you have to keep your head down. You have to stay over the ball in order to give the ball a chance to stay down and stay on frame. But good ball movement from Lucidia again, turning Tampa Bay over in a really good spot on the field, and that's leading to solid attacks. Tampa Bay trying to play out of the back, which has hurt them once or twice and does so once again now. A turnover once again forced by Louisville City. Amadou Dia came up with the loose ball, and he plays it all the way back to Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper, as the boys in purple wearing black tonight will try and build from the back. It's forward to Jorge Gonzalez, tried to flick it on toward Mushigalusa, but that was an errant flick on header, and it's picked up by Jordan Scarlett for Tampa Bay. Here they come in the attack. Leo Fernandez dropping back deep on the far side, the left. Plays it back to Scarlett, just a few yards on his half of midfield. Backward to the other center back, Antley. Antley now to Guillen. Guillen to Dahlgaard on the near side. Louisville City pressing forward, and they force another turnover. The numbers in black were pushing up against the ball, and it's a turnover for Louisville City. Manny Perez, a ball to the top of the box. No one on the end of it, though. Ownby made a run. Toward the near sideline, the ball was behind him, and Tampa Bay picks it up. A little bit of miscommunication there between Perez and Ombi. Perez wanted more of a feet towards the middle, and Ombi made the run out wide. Here's Louisville City once again. It's Mushigalusa in the middle of the field. Through to Brian Ombi, trying to get onto it at the end line, battling with Antley. Antley able to shield Ombi away from it. The ball past the end line. It's a goal kick to Tampa Bay. Not a bad idea, but that's a really tough ball to play, especially when you're right inside the 18, because typically you've got two or three defenders there, just like Tampa Bay did, and they were able just to shield Ombi away. I think Mushigalusa needs to fake the pass to Ombi, let Ombi make that run to pull one of the center backs with him, and that's going to open up some space in the middle for maybe Jorge Gonzalez to get in. It's very early, 12 minutes in, but Louisville City with 63% of the ball to this point. They are well and truly dominating possession early on in this game. As you would expect with this sold-out crowd on hand, they are riding the wave of energy. A ball over the top for Tampa Bay toward Leo Fernandez, but the flag is up. Offside called against the Brazilian. 
And so it is a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half in the middle of the field toward the left. Wes Sharpie, the left center back, will take it. He'll take this fifth third free kick on the ground to the right center back, Sean Tosh. He touches it forward, not under pressure. He's got time and space into the center circle now with Corbin Bone as Tampa sits back in their defensive formation. To the far side, Amadou Dia, the left center back now, Sharpie. Forward to Bone, back to Dia on the far side. He picks up his head. Plays a ball in the air to the top of the formation toward Brian Ombi, headed away by Guillen, but picked up in the middle by Tyler Gibson for Lule. Forward to Gonzalez, touch backward to Bone. Here comes Bone on the far side, Mushagalusa, dribbling in against Scarlet, outside the box, on his left foot, puts in the ball. It's deflected on its way through, or was it? It was not, in fact, deflected. The cross just simply mishit out of play off the foot of Mushagalusa. It's a goal kick to Tampa Bay. And you could feel how Mushagalusa was very frustrated after that. He threw his head back a little bit upset because it was not the best quality of service. Mushagalusa has to do a little bit of a better job on that so he can at least give Brian Ombi and Jorge Gonzalez there in the box a chance to get on the end of it. 13 minutes in, the crowd has truly filed in now. Just about every seat is occupied, and the Estopinal end is as full as it has ever been. I would say there's really no space to find in the standing room section of the supporters' zone behind C.J. Cochran's goal, who connects with this goal kick, sends it toward midfield, where it's one in the air by Corbin Bone, uncontested, headed it forward toward Brian Ombi, sent back the other way by Antley, and then finally cleaned up in the midfield by Jorge Gonzalez, who takes a foul from Steven Dos Santos of Tampa Bay. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half, just outside of the center circle. 14 minutes gone by. They take it quickly. Gibson to Bone, trying to work it on the ground out of the back. Now Amadou Dia through the lines to Jorge Gonzalez in the attacking half on the far side. Forward to Mushagalusa, still on the far sideline. He battles with two defenders, comes away with a loose ball. Forward on the ground to Brian Ombi on the far sideline. He keeps it in play. Backward to Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez toward the center circle now, Corbin Bone, as they try and switch the point of the attack. Bone forward to Ray Serrano in the middle. Serrano to the near side, the right with Manny Perez outside of the penalty area. His head up, dribbling in against his defender, Dalgard. Manny Perez on his right foot, still with it. Dalgard still defending. Perez gets by him for the moment. Dalgard recovers really well. Perez forced backward to the near sideline, tries to play it into the box. It's deflected by Dalgard and picked up by Dos Santos of Tampa Bay as they try and now work out of the back. It's forward to the youngster LaCava, but LaCava hustled out of the ball, and Louisville City comes away with possession once again, Casey. One thing Louisville City is doing really well is the speed of play that they're trying to play at. They're playing at a very high pace game, and that's what's allowing them to move the ball nicely, to be successful, and to catch Tampa off guard because the minute that a teammate turns the ball over, there's two and three Lou City players in support swarming the Tampa Bay players to win the ball back, and that's what's allowing them to really take Tampa off their game, and it's what's allowing them to keep the possession of the ball. Lou City still in possession inside their own six-yard box is Kyle Morton. He plays it on the ground to the far side, West Sharpie, under pressure from Fernandez, so he will play it long toward midfield, headed by Gonzalez, a good header. Mushagalusa's on. He's all alone. Mushagalusa charging forward toward the penalty area, on the far side, the left, into the box now, onto his left foot. Mushagalusa, a sliding challenge from Scarlett. Mushagalusa keeps it in play, and then Scarlett with a second stab at it, and it's out for a Louisville City corner. This one from the far side, the left. A great flicked on header there, Casey, from Gonzalez to free Mushagalusa on the break. I don't think I've seen a more perfect header through ball than that one right there. Gonzalez has no one on him and has the awareness to be able to get up and turn and play a header at a complete 90 degree angle which is not easy to do and not only does he do that but he waits it perfectly so it falls right at Mushigalusa's feet. Mushigalusa makes a great run forward. I think holds on to the ball for a second too long but other than that a great attack. 
The Wi-Fi corner kick from the far side in off the right foot of Ray Serrano, headed high into the air by Dahlgaard of, of Tampa Bay. Sharpie trying to head it forward. It's with Ombi on the near side, the right. Ombi across to the back post towards Sean Tosh. He's grabbed a little bit. Fans wanted a foul, no foul called. It's Musha Galusa on the far side. Plays it backward on the ground to Jorge Gonzalez in the middle of the field, 40 yards from goal. Backward further still to Amadou Dia. Now back to the far sideline, Musha Galusa. A great sliding challenge there from Deion Harris of Tampa Bay. Sends it out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the left. Nice play by Harris there, because if he doesn't come in and slide there, I think Mushigalus is going to play a little 1-2 with Jorge Gonzalez and be in behind on that left side. 17 minutes gone by, no score, but it's been all Louisville City in terms of possession. Ray Serrano with a step over on the near sideline, drops it back to Manny Perez. At the halfway line is Sean Tosh across the center circle, the left center back, Wes Sharpie. Sharpie forward to the far sideline, Jorge Gonzalez, who once again drops deep for Louisville City to try and build out of possession. Nothing for him to do. He plays it backward to Sharpie into the center circle now. Tosh. Tosh, a ball in the air down the near sideline to Manny Perez. Good touch from him. He keeps it in. Backward on the near sideline, Ray Serrano. Serrano dribbles in. A few touches forward. Now backward. Serrano still with it. Defended by LaCava. Backward to Corbin Bone. He's drifting towards his own goal now. Bone to Serrano. Back to Bone. Bone across the center circle. West Sharpie now in the Tampa Bay half just by a few yards. Now Bone once again. Louisville City continuing to be patient in this attack. Knocking the ball around the perimeter of this formation. Down the near sideline is Ray Serrano. Let through there by Perez to Brian Ombi. Ombi's in in the box. Brian Ombi dribbles around a couple of defenders. Finally has it taken off of his feet at the last second. Ombi had charged in all the way to the edge of the six-yard box. And it's cleared away by Tampa Bay. And I'm not sure how Brian Ombi was able to keep the ball on his feet there at one point. But he does such a good job to weave in and out that it was just one player too many in front of him. And his last final touch got a little bit too far from him where he wasn't able to get a shot. Long ball from Amadou Dia toward Ombi. Ombi picks it up. He's in the far corner, outside of the box, on his left foot. Brian Ombi dribbling in against Antley, the defender. Cuts it over to his right, in the box now. Chips it to the back post. Nobody's there. It'll bounce out of play. A goal kick for Tampa Bay. Someone not on the same page as Ombi there. But the positives, Casey, 18 minutes into this game, Tampa has hardly had a sniff. Tampa Bay, I should say to be correct, has hardly had a sniff of the ball to this point. They really haven't had much of anything, which is really good if you're Lou City, but the downside is it's still 0-0. And so Lou City has to do a better job when they get into that final third of making those chances count. I feel like there's been too many crosses where it's been overplayed or hasn't been played to anybody. Before you take that cross, just get your head up ever so slightly, pick out exactly who you want the ball to go to, and then play them the ball. It's It seems complicated, but it's really simple. Just pick out the person and play it to them. C.J. Cochran, a goal kick. It's won by Louisville City. A ball through for Ombi to chase, but he could and catch up to it. Cochran off of his line to pick it up. He throws it to the near side to Guillen. C.J. Cochran, a 30-year-old from Alpharetta, Georgia. Again, a lone E from Oklahoma City. He is in goal, making his 20th start tonight for Tampa Bay. He has been the busier of the two keepers, or at least the more nervous of the two keepers. Kyle Morton's had a lot to do with the ball at his feet, but he's not had much to do in terms of defending his own goal. Morton has the ball now inside of his box. Plays a long ball off of his right foot toward midfield. Harris, Dan Harris for Tampa Bay there to win the header. Plays it forward to Dos Santos, but Dos Santos gives it away. Louisville City on the break here potentially. Numbers forward. Ray Serrano on the right. He's in the attacking half, just outside of the box. A ball across the top of the box to Gonzalez. Gonzalez on his left foot. Goes for goal and skids it just wide of the far post from his position on the far side, the left. Jorge Gonzalez was unmarked, wide open, tried to connect with the shot. And did it take a deflection? It did. It's behind for a corner kick. 
to Louisville City on the near side there right 20 minutes into this first half. I love the quick attack there, though. It starts with just two passes, and they're already getting a shot on goal. Jorge Gonzalez does a wonderful job to settle that ball. It was a little bit far in front of him, but he makes a really good run and gets on the end of it and has a nice look on frame, gets a corner kick for his team. The Vi-Fi corner kick from the near side, the right. Ray Serrano to take it once again. It'll be an outswinger. Here it comes into the top of the six-yard box towards Gonzalez, headed away by Dos Santos of Tampa Bay, who is doing the defending. The loose ball picked up near midfield by Amadou Dia, backward to Corbin Bone as Tampa comes out of its shell here following that corner kick. Tyler Gibson now a long diagonal from him right to left towards Brian Obi, who's at the top of the box, goes up for the header, and it was one in the air by Jordan Scarlett of Tampa Bay who just hoofed it away with his right foot, but it's picked up at midfield once again by Amadou Dia of Louisville City. Every ball has been won by Louisville City to this point in this game, 21 minutes in. It's now with Gibson in the center circle. Plays it to the near side, the right towards Serrano. Serrano tries to dribble around Dahlgaard, who did really well. Sebastian Dahlgaard for Tampa Bay stuck out a leg and won the ball. Well, and I feel like Tampa Bay is at taking anything that they can just to get the ball out of their defensive half. They're just trying to hoof it long and hope for the best to allow them to kind of push up and relieve some of the pressure. A hoofed long ball from Dahlgaard, picked up by Jake LaCava into Nicky Law. He's got a chance. Great recovery by Manny Perez, and it's swept away by Kyle Morton. Nicky Law was in for Tampa Bay. Manny Perez was behind him, somehow got between Law, the ball, and the goal, and made the play for Louisville City to thwart that chance for Tampa Bay. Somehow they came up with a chance there, Casey. Uh, it came completely out of nowhere, but that's exactly what a team like Tampa Bay can do, and that's why Lou City has to capitalize on some of these chances that they get, because if you allow Tampa Bay to stay in this game, all it's going to take is one chance for them, and they almost had it just there. It was an incredible defensive effort, though, from Manny Perez. I'm really not sure how he was able to kind of slither in there and almost sweep the ball right off of Nicky Law's feet without Nicky Law even knowing that the ball was taken from him. Louisville City back in possession. Along their back line, Wes Sharpie, the left center back, and a loose ball from him toward Ray Serrano. It's picked off by Steven Dos Santos. He plays it to Jake LaCava on the near sideline, down the near sideline, defended by Manny Perez. Perez gets a foot in, goes down to the ground. LaCava gets around him. Still Jake LaCava into the penalty area now on his right foot, tries to chip it into the six-yard box. It's knocked away off the head of Sean Tosh, picked up by Sebastian Dahlgaard of Tampa Bay. The Rowdies can continue this attack, the first one they've had in quite a while. 22 and a half minutes gone by in this game. They knock it around the back line. It is Guillen now to Antley, the right center back. Antley to the far side to Jordan Scarlett. Scarlett, a ball toward the top of the penalty area toward Leo Fernandez. Leo Fernandez just steps over it, and it's picked up by Sean Tosh. Tosh immediately dribbles forward, plays it on the ground to Corbin Bone, and the counter nearly was on for Louisville City. It might still be on. Here comes Brian Ombi across midfield, charging forward. Ombi in the attack, in the middle. Ombi just outside of the penalty area. The near side, Ray Sorano on the edge of the box, on the right side to the top of the box. Ownby back to Serrano. Serrano has Gibson for help to drop it off. Instead, he'll dribble infield and play it further backward to Manny Perez. Part of me wishes that Sean Tosh got his head up just a second sooner when he's able to pull that ball off Leo Fernandez because he had Brian Omi putting his arm out, make, wanting to make that run. But Brian Omi makes the most of the situation. We talk about him, I feel like, nonstop and what he's able to contribute offensively for Lou City. Picks the ball up and it just on the dribble attacks beautifully, and that's what's created this attack for Lou City. Here comes Lou City once again on the near side. Manny Perez just outside of the penalty area, picks up his head, puts in across to the top of the box, knocked away by Lewis Hilton. The loose ball comes right back to Perez. He plays it backward on the ground to Tyler Gibson. 
all 11 players well behind the ball right now for Tampa Bay. They're sitting deep for the moment. Amadou Dia coming forward. To the far sideline, Musha Galusa defended by Harris of Tampa Bay. Musha Galusa dribbling in against Harris. Gets around him to the end line, into the box, and then Harris sticks out a leg to knock it behind. It's a corner kick to Louisville City from the far side. This time they're left. A good attack from Mushigalusa there. Gets the ball and dribbles straight at the end line. What that's going to allow to do is that's going to allow him to either get a cross off or a nice deflection there and earn the corner kick, and that's exactly what happened. Lucidi needs to capitalize on these corner kicks. The last ball lit on the corner kick was a really good one looking for Jorge Gonzalez, but just has to be a little bit sharper on these set pieces. The Wi-Fi corner from the far side. Ray Serrano, both hands in the air. Here it comes, the in-swinger high into the air to the back post towards Gonzalez. Up for the header was Dahlgaard. He won it for Tampa Bay. It's out of the box, picked up by Bone for Louisville. Back to Gonzalez, who's dropped back out of the box. He'll carry it into the middle of the field, about 40 yards from goal. Over to Amadou Diaz, still in the middle of the field as Lewis Hilton comes out to press. To the far side now, Serrano. Backward to Amadou Dia once again. D end of the middle of the field, Gonzalez. He touches it forward. Gonzalez looking to the right, now drops it off backward to Tyler Gibson in the center circle. Across the center circle to the left center back, West Sharpie. Sharpie forward to the left back, Amadou Dia. A ball into the box from Dia toward Brian Ombi, and that's catching practice for C.J. Cochran. Not a bad idea, but like you said, catching practice for Cochran. All he has to do is come out and easily collect that one. Looking for Brian Obi there. Brian Obi's not really a target forward, as we've talked about, so those high looping balls into him are going to be very difficult. 25 minutes gone by. This thing has flown by to this point. Trying to play out of the back is Tampa Bay. Cochran under pressure from Musha Galusa. Plays it long, but it's one in the air by Dahlgaard. Here comes Tampa Bay on the break. It is Lacara. Lacara into the middle to the far side to Harris. Lacava, rather, I should say. Dayon Harris keeps it in for Tampa Bay. Fans wanted it out for a throw, but the referee doesn't, the, re, the AR doesn't raise his flag on the far side. It's back to Harris from Fernandez. Outside of the box, in the corner. Backward to Scarlett. Scarlett to Lewis Hilton in the midfield. Hilton, a veteran of the USL. 69, now 70 appearances for him in league play over the course of his career. It's Hilton once again in the attacking half for Tampa Bay, the Louisville City defensive half. To the far side, Jordan Scarlett. Forward to Leo Fernandez, who has dropped back. Fernandez backwards still to the center back, Connor Antley. Antley now to the near side. That's where Aaron Guillen, the left back, left center back, and this five-back formation for Tampa Bay. He has it now. He drops back further still. It's played back to him by Dahlgaard. They're dropping further toward their goal now. It's Antley. Ownby up there for company. Antley plays it on the ground to the far side to Scarlett. Scarlett coming forward into the attacking half for Tampa Bay. Drops it back to Leo Fernandez, who continues to drop deep to try and find some of the ball. Back to Antley, across the back to Guillen Casey. Just as Lou City ha- has been having to do offensively, both teams have such solid defensive structures that they're really tough to break down, and so you have to have this patient possession and almost wait for a player to make a mistake or to get out of position until you're able to break them down. Antley tried to switch the point of the attack with a long diagonal. It's won by Louisville City, and now the boys in black tonight with their gold standard alternate kits debuting this evening. They can be patient here in the attack. A long ball from Tyler Gibson, though, toward a charging Manny Perez into the attacking half. He will not get there for Louisville City. It's cleaned up by Guillen for Tampa Bay. He plays it into his box to the goalkeeper, Cochran. Cochran to Antley. Antley under pressure from Ownby. Plays it into the center circle. Dos Santos does really well to hold it up with his 6'4", 200 frame. On the near side is LaCava charging forward, but he was offside. And a good thing for Louisville City that the flag went up as well because Jake LaCava was in acres of space coming in towards the penalty area. And you can see the coach is not 
not very happy with LaCava right now because he was clearly offsides and he really had no excuse to be. He can see the entire back line of Blue City and the assistant referee on the far side. So he all he had to do was just hold his run for a second longer and he would have been onside and in behind. Neil Collins, the coach for Tampa Bay. He took over as head coach in 2018 after playing for this club for three seasons after spending most of his career in Europe. The Scotsman, again, a young, bright star among the coaching ranks at 30 years old. Coming forward is Louisville City. Ray Serrano had it, but then Steve Dolcantos picked it off for Tampa Bay. He tried to thread it through down the near sideline to Dolgard, but it's over and out of play. It's a Louisville City throw on the right the near side. They're right, I should say. In their defensive half, it'll be Manny Perez, the right back, to take it. Just in front of Neil Collins, who is waving aggressively toward his team, trying to get them to come forward and press Louisville City a little bit, it looks like, Casey. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to get them to kind of push out of their shape to look to change the point of attack because they're playing very one-sided in their possession. And they have nearly come up with a turnover. In fact, they have. Here's Leo Fernandez, but then Tyler Gibson sticks out a leg, wins the ball, but the referee has brought it back for a foul. And not just a foul, it's our first booking of the night. It goes against Tyler Gibson of Louisville City. It was a collision between Gibson and Nikki Law, a battle for that loose ball. Gibson lost that battle, but ultimately in the eyes of the referee, Natalie Simon committed a foul. So a free kick here to Tampa Bay in the center of the field, maybe eight yards out of the box. This is definitely shot-on-target kind of range for the Rowdies here, Casey. Well, and while the, while the fans don't necessarily agree with the referee's call, I do think she made the right decision here. It was a very smart foul, though, from Tyler Gibson because Nikki Law picks it up right at the top of the box and really had a free look on goal with not a defender in sight. And so he makes a very good professional foul there to kind of hold up the play a bit. But it is a great opportunity for Tampa Bay to have a shot on goal. It's pretty straight on, so sometimes that can be a little bit difficult. But it is a perfect distance in my opinion to be able to get the ball up over the wall and on frame and so you're going to look for this to definitely be a shot Tampa Bay has to crash the goal to get any deflections and Tyler Kyle Morton excuse me has to make sure that he cleans this up and that he is able to if it is a deflection push it away from the oncoming traffic just under 30 minutes gone by. The World of Beer yellow card shown to Tyler Gibson, his third of the season. Two players standing over this free kick for Tampa Bay. It's Lewis Hilton, the right-footed player, and Leo Fernandez, a left-footed player. Again, just about 10 yards outside of the box in the middle of the field. A five-man wall for Louisville City. The referee has everybody situated to her liking. Hilton stands over it, as does Fernandez. Hilton's approach. It's Hilton's free kick, and it's over the bar and out of play. Not a poorly hit ball. It had some dip to it, but was not ultimately on target. Kyle Morton just watched it sail over his bar for a goal kick. It was a very well-struck shot. Just got a little bit too much underneath it to lift it up over the goal. Never a threat for Kyle Morton whatsoever. Really a big crisis averted for Lou City, especially the first half that they've put together to be go down off of a set piece like that would be a little disheartening. Again, still no score. 31 minutes gone by. Here comes Louisville City charging forward. Musha Galusa in the center circle. Tried to play it to the left side to Brian Ombi. But it was behind Ombi, and the defender Scarlett did enough to win possession for Tampa Bay. And then a scrap for the loose ball. The crowd now getting into the game for really the first time in a while tonight with Booz following a second successive foul against Louisville City. It'll give a free kick to Tampa Bay here. It'll come in their defensive half. 
maybe 15 yards into their half from midfield in the middle of the field toward the right. Well, and Amadou Dia knew it was a foul. The minute after he waved, he apologized. He knew he knew that it was a foul there. He was a little late to the challenge. Another good call from the referee. Again, number one in the east, Louisville City against number two in the east, Tampa Bay. A high-profile game tonight. Guillen, a long ball over the top for the Rowdies. Cleaned up on the end by Louisville City's goalkeeper, Kyle Morton, who catches it on the bounce. His distribution from the throw to the near side to Manny Perez, the right back, under pressure from Dahlgaard. He plays it backward into the Louisville City box where Sean Tosh has it. Tosh dribbles into the middle of the field, defended by LaCava. Forward to Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa forward to Jorge Gonzalez. A great touch from Gonzalez. He springs it through to Ray Serrano. They're in the attack now, outside of the box. Serrano gets by his defender on the in line. Gonzalez got to the ball first, tried to keep it in play. The fans calling for a corner kick, and it is given. A corner kick to Louisville City as the ball ultimately went past the end line. So this Vi-Fi corner, 32 minutes into the game, will come for the near side, the Louisville rights. Jorge Gonzalez has been very good today for Lou City. He has been all over the place on this field. There are several times where the ball was too far in front of him when his teammates are passing it to him, and instead of just kind of throwing his hands up, he's made the most of it. He's gotten to the ball, and he has created so much for Lou City. Here comes Wi-Fi corner kick. Sharpie once again the target at the near post, but it's over his head. Sent away by Tampa Bay, picked up near midfield by the Louisville City midfielder Tyler Gibson. A long diagonal from him right to left toward Ombi and Perez. Headed up into the air by Leo Fernandez towards Steven Dos Santos, who tries to come forward for Tampa Bay. But a heavy touch from him allows Sharpie to pick it up for Louisville City. And the boys in black tonight can continue this attack. It's Corbin Bone in the center circle in the attacking half to the near side where Musha Galusa has shown up following that corner kick. He plays it across midfield into the Louisville half to Sean Tosh. Tosh dribbles back into the attacking half in the center circle. Plays it now across the center circle to his center back mate, Wes Sharpie. Into the circle now is Bone once again. Bone back to Tosh. Louisville City knocking the ball around. It's been a very patient approach for both teams tonight, Casey. They both have been very committed to their game plans and not trying to force anything too much because they understand what happens if they force it. They're going to put themselves in a numbers-down situation. Chance for Louisville City. Shot from Gonzalez was blocked immediately. Hilton a touch forward for Tampa Bay towards Dos Santos, who holds it up nice, nicely for the Rowdies. Back to Deion Harris, who charges forward. He's across midfield, trying to link up with Leo Fernandez, but the pass was too far out in front of the Brazilian, and Louisville City takes over. Gonzalez, a clipped ball over the top toward both Ombi and Musha. Galusa, Ombi with a touch. Dahlgaard knocks it away. Picked up once again by Ombi in the attacking half in the middle just outside of the box. He drags it across the top of the box. On the overlap is Amadudi on the far side the left. Puts it across toward the penalty spot. Stabbed away by Jordan Scarlett of Tampa Bay. Picked up on the end by Corbin Bone in the middle of the field. Louisville City continuing to push numbers forward. All 11 players are within 20 yards of the box right now for Tampa Bay as they are playing very pragmatically when Louisville City has the ball. Whenever Louisville City has the ball, every single Tampa Bay player is behind the ball and that speaks volumes to what Tampa Bay thinks of Lou City and thinks of Lou City's attack. They are willing to commit so many numbers defensively that they're willing to sacrifice a little bit of their offensive transition or their ability to transition quickly and so that speaks volumes to what they think of Lou City as an attacking team. Louisville City in the box. Corbin Bone on a great combination with Jorge Gonzalez but he showed too much of it to Harris who knocked it away all the way back to midfield where it's picked up by Sean Tosh. A great little combination there between Bone and Gonzalez who as you said, Casey, he's looked really lively tonight. Gonzalez now with it to the far side. Amadou Dia outside of the box. Again, numbers back doing the defending for Tampa Bay. Into the middle of the field, uh, about 40 yards from goal, is Tyler Gibson. The far side, Gonzalez, a threaded ball through toward
short. Amadou Dia, who made a run, hit high into the air, a mile high by Scarlett. It'll stay in play. Gonzalez battling with Fernandez for position. And then it's headed out of play by Tampa Bay. It's a Louisville throw on the far side there. Left ten minutes to go in the first half. It's still scoreless at Lynn Family Stadium. Gonzalez has been so good, and I feel like on that combination play, I don't think Corbin Bohm was even expecting the ball to come through because it was such a difficult angle. A ball over the top toward Musha Galusa, who nearly brought it down nicely with his right foot, but it ultimately bounced off of his foot and off of the turf into the arms of the Tampa Bay goalkeeper, Cochran. Again, nine and a half minutes to go. Louisville City with 66% of possession in this first half. They've developed four shots out of that possession. None of them, however, have been on target. Tampa Bay with just one shot for themselves. That was the free kick taken by Hilton. That was not on target either. Tampa Bay in possession. Deion Harris on the far side into Lewis Hilton in the midfield. He switches the point of the attack to the near side to LaCava. LaCava wide open. He brings it down with his right foot. Jake LaCava charging in against Manny Perez. Cuts it into the middle of the field. LaCava in the box. LaCava on his right. Takes the shot. Blocked by Sharpie. Out to Hilton. Hilton the second effort. And it's well over the bar. Well over the waterfront end. And just about into the bar behind the waterfront end. Hilton off target. But LaCava had the real chance there, Casey. That was a dangerous moment for Louisville City defensively. What an attack, though, from LaCava, though. Get the ball. His heels are basically on the touchline, meaning they're completely on the sideline there. He picks the ball up and just attacks at a complete angle toward the top of the box at full speed. He takes a few touches out to the side to create that pocket of space and then has a go at it. Wes Sharpie, again, coming up big on those blocks. That's the second time that he has had a huge block to eliminate a shot from Tampa Bay. Jake LaCava, 21 years old. He's on loan from New York, the Red Bulls in Major League Soccer. He's been a revelation this season. The youngster, 21 years of age, he scored 10 goals and three assists. Previously in his career, he only had 11 goals over the last two seasons, so he's nearly doubled his output in just one season, wearing green and gold for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Eight minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this first half before a sold-out crowd, surely 14,000-plus here tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. A long ball from Tampa Bay. It's cleaned up on the end by Amadou Dia just outside of the Louisville penalty area under a under pressure from a charging Dayon Harris, and Harris, in fact, clipped Amadou Dia from behind. So it's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City well into their defensive half, just outside of their defensive box. Sharpie takes it quickly on the ground to Tosh. Tosh touches it forward. Sean Tosh, the right center back, again, a career-high scoring season for him. He scored six goals now. Tosh trying to play it forward. It's nearly cut out by Lewis Hilton of Tampa Bay, but the loose ball picked up by Serrano for Louisville. They're on the halfway line to Manny Perez. Perez back to Tyler Gibson. Gibson tried to play it over the top to Serrano, who made the run, but it was well over hit, and it will fall, roll into the feet of C.J. Cochran, who was out of his area. And really, that's the only ball that Tyler Gibson is able to play. I think Brian Nomby needs to be a little bit more aware of that and making that run over to that near post because or to that near side, excuse me, because Ray Serrano was dropped in and so was Manny Perez trying to build the ball up. If Brian Omi can recognize that this is going to be the only distribution that Tyler Gibson's going to be able to play and he starts making that run, he's going to be able to get on the end of that ball. Here comes Tampa Bay forward. It's Leo Fernandez. He plays the ball into the top of the box with his left foot, swept away by Wes Sharpie. His clearance backward, forward from Louisville City perspective, I should say, to Tyler Gibson. He picks up his head, plays a long ball over the top to Brian Ombi. Cochran well out of his box, and Cochran, the goalkeeper, gets there first, just ahead of Brian Ombi. Cochran still with it on the near side, well out of his penalty area. Finally connects to it with his right foot to clear it upfield. Ombi was nearly in there, Casey. 
really good vision on the ball. I believe it was from Tyler Gibson to find Brian Ombi there. Ombi making that run out wide. I think C.J. Cochran did some incredible goalkeeping, though, to read that pass and come all the way off of his line and have the confidence to be able to intercept that ball. But I like the the quick transition. Lucity hasn't really done that. They've been looking to build the ball a little bit more. But I like the different look in the attack. It's with Amadou Dia, the left back. Louisville City in possession again, as they have been virtually this entire first half. Six minutes to go, plus stoppage time in a scoreless game. Mushagalusa dropping backward for it, and he lost out in possession. Stuck out a right leg himself after Leo Fernandez took the ball from him and committed a foul. Mushagalusa commits the foul. It's a free kick here to Tampa Bay, about three or four yards into the Louisville half on the far side, the right. Scarlett takes it quickly. Back to Antley, the center back. Antley to Guillen, the left center back. Guillen, a ball over the top down the near side toward LaCava. Headed high into the air just outside of the Louisville box by Tosh. Sent, knocked down by Tosh once again and then sent away by West Sharpie. Tampa, though, picks it up. It's Leo Fernandez just outside of the box. He lays it in for Harris on the far side. Harris across, and it comes all the way through the six-yard box. Still in play with Nicky Law. He keeps it on the near side. Law with it for Tampa Bay. Maybe a threat here for the visitors to go ahead just before the half. Sebastian Dahlgaard on the near side, dropping away from the attacking end for Tampa Bay. Back to Guillen, the captain. Guillen forward to Hilton. Back to Guillen. Under pressure from Gonzalez and good press from Louisville City to get out of their own end there because they forced the ball all the way back to the goalkeeper for Tampa Bay, Cochran. I really like that service in, though, from Harris. Harris gets the ball from Leo Fernandez and one-times it across the goal face. Just a nice, low-driven ball. It's the perfect type of service. But none of his teammates were on the same page as him, and so none of them were able to capitalize on that golden opportunity. Lucity does a good job to clear it out and force Tampa to go all the way back. Brian Ombi shoved from behind, so a foul called against Tampa. A fifth-third free kick coming up for Louisville City near midfield on the far side of the left in their defensive half by just a few yards. Four minutes and change to go, plus stoppage time. No score between Louisville and Tampa Bay in this highly anticipated sold-out game at Lynn Family Stadium. The winner will go to the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. Louisville City gives it away on a ball forward toward Brian Ombi. Guillen to the defending. It's with Dahlgaard, the left wing back, who plays it all the way back to Cochran inside of the Tampa Bay defensive penalty area. The goalkeeper, Cochran, with it. Ombi now jogs forward to give a little pressure. Cochran connects with a long ball down the middle. Tosh beats Dos Santos to it, and Tosh heads it back into the arms of Kyle Morton. Morton immediately rolls it back to Sean Tosh. Can Louisville City generate one more attack, one more quality chance late in this half? They've had all of the ball, well over 60% of the possession. They've dominated the shot so far, but no clear-cut chances really to speak of. Here comes Tampa Bay, though. LaCava dribbling through a crowd of players. He shoved from behind, but no foul, according to the referee, Natalie Simon. And now maybe Louisville City on the counter. This game's getting stretched out just a little bit here late in the first half. Mushagalusa into the attack on the far side of the left. On the overlap is Ombi. Ombi keeps it in play on the end line. Flag stays down. Ombi backward to Mushagalusa on the far sideline. Dribbling in against Hilton. He gets around him. And on the edge of the box, a cross in from Mushagalusa off of his left foot. It's deflected by Scarlett and then cleared away by Hilton behind for another Louisville City goal kick. I mean, uh, I beg your pardon, a Louisville City corner kick. And this game really is opening up the most that it has this entire game so far. A little bit of end-to-end action. You can tell the Tampa Bay players are a little upset at the tackle on LaCava down at the other end, but I think the ref made a good call. A good no call there. It was not a foul. LaCava went down a little bit too easy, but a solid attack from Lucity to build here. Tampa Bay did not handle this attack very well and did not clear the ball nicely. Instead, cleared it over the end line for a corner kick. This would be a great opportunity for Lucity to put one in and go up going into halftime. Lucity's eight 
deep five-five corner kick. It comes from the far side. They played on the ground as Mushagalusa swings the ball into the box to the back post. Manny Perez the target, and the header is won by Leo Fernandez, and his header is out of play past the near sideline, so a throw to Louisville City. They can keep the pressure on here. Just maybe a yard from the corner flag as Manny Perez to take this throw for Louisville City. It was a good service in from Mushigalusa. Perez does a good job to create just enough space and heads it off of the Tampa Bay defender to earn the throw in. Two minutes to go plus stoppage time. Perez into Gonzalez, back to Perez. Standing on the end line with it. Forward toward the box to Ray Serrano. He brings the ball backward toward the near sideline. Now plays it backward to Sean Tosh. Into the center circle now, West Sharpie. Louisville City trying to swing the ball from right to left along the perimeter of this formation. On the far sideline now, the left, Mushigalusa. Backward to Amadou Dia. Again, all 11 players well behind the ball. It's in the center circle now, and the nearest defender in green and gold is about 10 yards from it. Tosh to the near sideline, Ray Serrano under pressure from LaCava. Serrano dribbles around him into the middle of the field. A ball through from Serrano off of his left foot. A good idea, but just couldn't connect with Brian Ombi, who made the darting run into the box. It bounces into the chest of the goalkeeper, Cochran, who falls on it. It's the right idea, but he didn't play the right service. He, he's trying to play Brian Ombi, but he puts a little bit too much bend on the ball. He almost needed to use his right foot so it would bend into the path of Brian Ombi instead of his left. But good vision on the ball from Ray Serrano. One minute to go, plus stoppage time. No score. Ball one in the midfield by Tampa Bay's Nicky Law. He comes forward with it in the middle. Mushagalusa with a challenge, but Law able to get the ball off of his feet to Scarlett. Now to the far sideline, Harris. They're in the Louisville half. Tampa Bay coming forward. Dayon Harris to Fernandez. A combination back to Harris, but Amadou Dia cuts it out, and it's cleared forward by a Louisville City teammate. Ombi trying to win the loose ball, and he does. Great hustle from Brian Ombi at midfield. Numbers on for Louisville City, but a loose touch from Gonzalez. Showed too much of it to Guillen. Louisville picks it up, though, once again. Perez through to Ray Serrano. Guillen beats him to it just outside of the Tampa Bay box and plays it back to Cochran, the goalkeeper. Cochran back to Guillen. Under pressure from Serrano of Louisville. Guillen plays it long toward midfield, headed forward by Sean Tosh and nearly kept in by Perez, but he couldn't do it. It's a throw to Tampa Bay on the near side, the left. Louisville City was one touch away from having maybe a three-on-one break there, Casey. And it was really frustrating because Brian Nomi does such a good job to win the ball, but when he plays it to Jorge Gonzalez, he plays it back at almost a little bit of an angle and that does not allow Jorge Gonzalez to get a clean touch on the ball, and that's why it was a little bit of a turnover. There was no stoppage time in that first half. 45 minutes, 4-5-0-0 on the clock, and the referee immediately blew her whistle to end the first half. Had there been stoppage time, it would have been presented by the Muhammad Ali International Airport, but no stoppage time. A very well played, a very entertaining, and an intriguing first half to be sure, but it finishes scoreless in the first period of play between Louisville City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Louisville had all of the chances, had the vast majority of the ball, could not find the back of the net. Tampa Bay comfortable to sit back defensively. They had a couple of chances themselves going forward. A lot to analyze when we come back at the half. Again, the score at the break, Louisville City nothing. Tampa Bay Rowdies, nothing here at a sold-out Lynn Family Stadium. Stick around for the halftime break. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please... Show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. 
Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota RAV4, like the electrified RAV4 Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, you can save over $3,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 RAV4 with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. Once again, it is an absolutely packed house here in Butchertown tonight. A sold-out crowd for the first time ever in the history of this stadium, which opened back in 2020. Probably something close to 14,000 fans. The official sellout number, 13,700. I'd imagine a few more than that number got in tonight. We'll get the official attendance about halfway through the second half. It is halftime. Louisville City in this highly anticipated game, number one versus number two in the Eastern Conference against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, and it is scoreless. That halftime score is presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. The top two teams in the conference, maybe arguably the top two teams in the league, depending on how you value the strength of the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference, Casey. And I think we got a quality, a well-played first half. Louisville City was very patient. They did a terrific job of winning second balls and dominating the possession, but really there wasn't a great scoring chance. There wasn't that one chance that you think, oh, if they put that away, they'd be in the lead. Neither team really had an outstanding chance in that first half. No, it was a a chess match in that first half because really it was both teams just really trying to feel each other out. If you know soccer, you enjoyed it and, and you thought it was a very entertaining half. If you aren't the biggest soccer fan and you're here for the thrills, it might not have been your half of soccer or your cup of tea, which is fine. But it was both teams really trying to feel each other out, see where they could find the gap, see if they could get the other team moving, both being extremely patient in their gameplay and not wanting to show too much and really give anything to the other team. And so that really led to the not as many chances, not as many scoring chances because both of these teams are solid defensively and we've known that all season watching Lou City how difficult they are to break down, how how difficult we are to get to score on. Tampa Bay is the exact same way and so this second half, I don't know if it'll open up much more though. I want to say it will. 
I want to say it's going to be this great, exciting back and forth. But Tampa Bay, if they get a point out of this game, it's a win for them. Coming into this type of environment, coming on the road, and then it still it increase, increases their unbeaten streak that they already have, which would then lead to a club record. So for them, they're going to be perfectly content with sitting in that defensive shape. Lou City, on the other hand, wants to get a win in this environment. They have the crowd behind them. They have all of this. So Lou City just has to make sure that they're careful that they don't show too much space in behind trying to push numbers forward. You call it a chess match. I think that is accurate, but I'll use a different analogy. It, it felt to me like a little bit of a boxing match between these two teams where one of the boxers was in tight defending himself for the entire match, several rounds in the match. But neither, neither boxer went for a haymaker in that first right. half to me for either team. So to, to piggyback off of the point you made uh, to close, does Louisville City need to go for a haymaker at some point in this game as it continues on further, further forward at scoreless at 0-0? At what point do they consider maybe opening themselves up to a, to a counterattack? And that's, that's not to point out that there were a couple of good counterattack situations for Tampa Bay in that first half. Jake LaCava was an absolute menace on the near sideline, bombing down the left. He got into the box a couple of times. Tampa easily could have had a goal in that first half, but neither team really went for a big, big swing. And so I wonder, in front of this crowd, maybe this plays a factor into Louisville City's psychology. They want to send this record crowd home happy. They want to send them home with three points in the bag. They want to continue their own unbeaten run. You mentioned the Tampa Bay unbeaten run at 13 games. Louisville City hasn't lost in eight games. So at what point does Danny Cruz roll the dice and say, let's go for it. Let's push numbers forward. Let's see if we can bag a goal and then the game will change altogether. Because I agree with you. I think Tampa Bay will be comfortable to sit back in their defensive posture, stay compact, because leaving this environment with a point will be a win for them. Well, see, this is where I think it gets really tough, and this is where it's really going to come down to what Danny Cruz wants out of this match. Because, in my opinion, I think you need to get as many points as you can to secure your place at number one. Do I love winning? I am probably the person that loves winning most. I don't play certain games that I know I can't win. So I am all about winning. But looking at the standings, we've played 23 matches. They've played 24. We're ahead of them by one point. So we have a game in hand. And so if we're able to get a draw with this, that's going to put us at 51. That's two points ahead with the potential of going five points ahead. And so I think you have to look at it in that way too. If you lose this match... In Tampa Bay, so say you push out of your shell, you really push for it, you really go for it, and then you open up Tampa Bay to come in and you end up losing 1-0. You are now sitting in second with only the ability to maybe go up one point on them when you get back level game-wise. And so I think it's a really tough situation because obviously in front of these fans, you want to win, you want to put on a good performance, but you also have to protect your place in the standings so you can continue to host games in the playoffs. So it's a tough thing here that I think Danny Cruz is going between. But honestly, I think you have to think of the bigger picture. Yes, this isn't a big game. Yes, it's important. But like we said at the very beginning, it's not do or die. So you have to look at the big picture and what's going to benefit them most. Is it going to benefit them most stepping up and risking getting scored on? Or is it going to benefit them the most to kind of sit in their shape and continue pushing how they're pushing, but still solidifying that back line? As you can tell by our conversation, it is going to be a very intriguing second half. What do these two coaches do? What changes do they make? Who goes to try and win the game first, if either do? We'll find out in about five and a half minutes. Let's take another break. When we come back, we'll look back at what happened last night for Racing Louisville, a positive result for them. It's scoreless at the half between Louisville City and Tampa Bay. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. 
Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium, where it is scoreless at the half between Louisville City and Tampa Bay. That's how it finished last night for racing Louisville down in Houston, Texas. They gutted out a draw to earn a point on the road against the Houston Dash after going down a player at just about halftime, maybe a few minutes before halftime in the first half. Casey, look, it's a difficult season for racing Louisville. They're probably not going to make the playoffs at this point, so it's about little victories and going down a player for the entire second half and getting a point on the road, that's a little victory for Racing Louisville, to be sure, at this point. Absolutely, especially against a team like Houston, who in their three matches coming into that one had put away 10 goals on their opponents. To hold them scoreless is a big victory, and to hold them scoreless while playing down for 50 minutes of the game is another huge victory. It took a whole lot of fight, a whole lot of grit, and... Yes, I want them to win. Uh, we all want them to win. We're all waiting for that moment that they get their win. But this was a really good victory for them mentally and just from a standpoint of the ability to fight and the ability to believe in each other. I think it was a great performance from racing. Third straight draw for racing. The winless streak, though, does extend to another game. It dates back to May 22nd. The Women's Cup is coming up starting tomorrow, in fact, here at Lynn Family Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur, AC Milan, Club America among the teams in town to take part in that event. Racing Louisville will debut in that event on Wednesday, so they'll step out of the league for a week to have a couple games in the Women's Cup. Uh, Again, that begins tomorrow here at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets are available online at racingloufc.com. We'll take our final break of this halftime. Again, the score at the break, Louisville City nothing, Tampa Bay nothing, an intriguing second half to come here on ESPN Louisville. 
Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Highlander, like the electrified Highlander Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, you can save $3,000 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on any new 22 Highlander. With approved credit through TFS, get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not, <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome back. The second half just now, as you heard the whistle, underway at Lynn Family Stadium. This highly anticipated game, the halftime score, Louisville City nothing, Tampa Bay Rowdies nothing. That score was presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. They'll switch ins in this second half. Louisville wearing all black, the new gold standard uniforms and making their debut tonight. They will go from right to left in this first half, defending the goal in the Estopinal end. Tampa wearing green and gold, moving from left to right. They will defend the waterfront end goal. It is hit high into the air by Tampa Bay as the two teams jostle for position in these early moments of the second half. No changes for either side as Ray Serrano hits it out of play. It is a throw to Tampa Bay about 50 seconds into this second half, Casey. And like we said, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what changes tactically for these two teams. Do they stick to their game plan of sitting in and being very conservative, or does one team decide to step out a little bit? It is with Scarlett, the right center back, playing almost as a right back in this back five, the way it has played out tonight for Tampa Bay. Again, they've been comfortable to sit back defensively and watch Louisville City knock the ball around. It was played all the way back to the goalkeeper, C.J. Cochran, but the referee has blown her whistle to pause play because Jorge Gonzalez for Louisville City is down on the ground on his back, clutching at his leg. So an injury pause here. No foul was called. But Gonzalez, who has been terrific in this game, Casey, a little bit shaken up here. Yeah, hopefully so. he's okay because he really has just been the different difference maker for Lucidi, in my opinion. He has been all over the place. He has been creating things nonstop. He has just been the person that has been 
the attacking threat or the buildup for the attacking threat, I should say, because he hasn't really had any shots, but he has been critical for the Loose City offense so far this evening. Gonzalez has risen to his feet. He will stay in the game. Doesn't need to come out because the trainers did not come on. Gonzalez in fine form right now himself. Scored two games ago. Scored the winner against El Paso down in Texas. And on the season, Jorge Gonzalez, the Spaniard, three goals and two assists in this is 20th game. Here comes Louisville City. Brian Omi in the box. Brian Omi goes for goal with the chip, and it's over the bar. Oh, goodness. Louisville City generating a turnover there once again, and Ownby threaded through, was just outside of the six-yard box, tried to lift it over the keeper with his left foot, but got under it too much. It was over the bar and out of play. Oh, and Brian Omi's going to want that one back. It was a great turnover, a great pickup there. I think it was Musha Galuso picked the ball up, found Jorge Gonzalez, and Jorge Gonzalez able to slip Brian Omi through. And Brian Omi takes a really good touch over to the side. C.J. Cochran does a good job coming out, and Brian Omi just lifts it a little bit too much. I feel like if he was a yard farther out, it would be in the back of the net. But a really good start for Lou City. Lou City with a throw on the near side. Three minutes gone in this second half. Scoreless game between them and Tampa Bay. It is Kyle Morton. At the top of his penalty area, touches it forward to Sean Tosh, who gingerly walks forward. Gingerly, not perhaps the best word to use. At a walking pace is what I mean to say as he brings it forward. Now to West Sharpie on the near sideline. He plays it to the top of the formation to Brian Ownby, but it's cut out by Tampa Bay. A ball forward from Tampa Bay toward LaCava, but LaCava well offside by a few yards. The flag goes up. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. They take it quickly. Tosh to Manny Perez. Perez into the attack on the far side the right. Further forward on the far sideline is Ray Serrano. Perez continues his run. Serrano, a ball into the box. Mushagalusa gives chase. It's overhit ahead of Mushagalusa past the inline. A goal kick to Tampa Bay. And not a bad ball in from Ray Serrano. I think Mushagalusa needs to be making that run. I think he was anticipating the ball going to Brian Ombi, but you have to make that run into the box just to be sure because if Brian Ombi misses it, you're that next person. The goal kick taken from the back by Cochran of Tampa Bay. Guillen, one of the left backs, the left center back of the back three, tried to play it forward. It's cut out by Louisville City. They take over in possession in their half. Corbin Bone across midfield to Jorge Gonzalez in the middle. Forward to Brian Ombi. Ombi challenged from behind, and it's a foul against Tampa Bay. And the referee will now go to her pocket for the second time tonight. Our first World of Beer yellow card has been shown to Tampa Bay, and I believe it's been shown to the captain, Aaron Guillen, the Mexican, 29 years old, his eighth yellow card of the season. Tampa Bay, by the way, down a player today because of yellow card accumulation. So Guillen nearing that total as well. They might see him get suspended. And they're arguing because they're thinking that Guillen got the ball there, but he had to go through Brian Ombi to get the ball, and that's what a lot of times players miss, that concept. But it was a good check back from Brian Ombi, and he does a good job of making himself big and available for that ball it's a decent opportunity on a set piece here a little bit far out for really anything i would look for more of a short play quickly yeah they do just that on the fifth third free kick serrano just touches it backward to amadou diaz they just generate possession jump start the attack from that set piece from that dead ball for louisville city it's tyler gibson now plays a ball in the air off of his right foot down the near sideline but mushagalusa had checked back on his run so the ball drifts out of play past the near sideline, in fact, so it'll stay in this end. It's not out for a goal kick. It's out for a throw to Tampa Bay, which they will take deep in their defensive end near the corner flag. Scarlett jogs forward to take it. Jordan Scarlett throws it down the near sideline towards Steven Dos Santos. A challenge against Dos Santos results in a foul against Louisville City. So a free kick here to Tampa Bay in their defensive half. 
on the near side, their right. A little bit of an argument between Lewis Hilton and Jorge Gonzalez as Gonzalez looked to just stall for a moment by stepping on the ball. Hilton up in arms about it. But the referee, the experienced Natalie Simon, on top of things, she awards the free kick here to Tampa Bay after that little argument. And I think uh, Natalie Simon's going to have her hands full in this half. Things are getting a little bit chippier, and these are two teams that are very emotional teams and put all of their passion out there on the field. Jordan Scarlett, a ball over the top from the free kick to Dos Santos, who was offside. Flag up against Dos Santos. A number of offside calls have gone the way of Louisville City tonight, as has been the case over the last several weeks. This back line has been very much in sync this season for Louisville City. No matter who's been back there, whether it's been Winder, Sharpie, Tosh, whoever it is, Louisville City, after that offside flag, takes the fifth-third free kick. They try and work it out of the back. Musha does well to dribble around a few defenders, and he gets through those defenders. Numbers here for Louisville City. Corbin Bowen outside the box to the right side. Brian Ombi just outside of the area on his left foot. Cuts it back into the middle of the field. At the top of the D, Brian Ombi over to Serrano. Further to the far side, Manny Perez sizes up across. Here it comes toward the penalty spot. Cleared away by Antley. His clearance only as far as Amadou Dia. He puts a cross into the box. Sent away by Dahlgaard. Picked up in the middle of the field by Jorge Gonzalez for Louisville City. Gonzalez pushed over from behind. No foul called. Here comes Tampa Bay with Jake LaCava trying to start the counter himself. LaCava at midfield. To the near sideline to Dayon Harris. Harris back to Jordan Scarlett. Tampa Bay will take over in possession and knock it around for a while. And Lou City does a good job of getting quickly into the attack, but then it's when they get there, they've got three different players that are attacking two defenders, and they aren't making the right decision, or then they're pulling the ball back, and it's like they need to continue to push forward, or somebody has to be willing to take a shot or have a go at it. Tampa Bay continuing to knock the ball around their back line. One of the things we didn't get to at halftime, Casey, are there changes that you might see from Danny Cruz in this second half as Louisville City takes over in possession along their back line now with Sean Tosh? I think the only change that I see happening first would be bringing on Wilson Harris, and I would see him probably subbing on for Ray Serrano or Musha Galusa and then pushing Brian Ombi out wide there. And so you're going to come, come up with a number nine. Eight minutes gone by. Lucidi in the attack, looking for the opening goal. It's Manny Perez. He gets to the end line along the far side, the right, into Serrano in the box, drifts out of the box, turns and plays a poor ball to the top of the box where it's picked up by Lewis Hilton, but Hilton gives it right back to Louisville. Now Gonzalez in the middle of the field. Gonzalez trying to combine with Ombi, but Ombi went the wrong way from Gonzalez's perspective, and it's a turnover. Tampa Bay takes over. Gonzalez and Ombi just not on the same page there, Casey. No, and I feel like it's been too many times that they just haven't been on the same page. It's been a missed pass, and those begin to add up. Here comes Lou City, though, after another turnover. Musha Galusa dribbling forward about a 40-yard run with the ball at his feet. Now to Ombi. Ombi, 30 yards from goal. Looked like he was about to wind up his right foot, but Leo Fernandez cuts over in front to take the ball away for Tampa Bay. Lewis Hilton, a long diagonal towards LaCava. Manny Perez missed his header. It's LaCava coming forward for Tampa Bay. A chance for Jake LaCava in the box on his left foot. He's in on goal, and he just puts it wide. Tried to drag it across the face of Kyle Morton's goal. Placement over power as he touched it ever so gently, but just couldn't find that far corner. Jake LaCava the chance for Tampa Bay that goes wide. An extreme missed chance there for Tampa Bay. Jake LaCava does a great job picking the ball up off of Manny Perez's missed header and attacking. He had three defenders and was able to beat all of them, but he makes the wrong decision. He had, uh, I think it was Dos Santos in the middle. He should have played it back to. Chance for Louisville City. It's Musha Galusa on the shot and it's over the bar into the stands. 
A ball over the top. Brian Ombi able to get on the end of it in the box. Checked back, cut it back to Musha Galusa, who dragged it across the top of the box with his right foot and then tried to curl it into the upper corner, but just got underneath it too much. It's into the waterfront end and out for a goal kick. Well, already this game has opened up quite a bit more than in the first half. Musha Galusa making a good shot there, but again, doesn't stay over top of the ball. He comes across the top of the box, and he has to make sure he keeps his chest over the ball so he's able to get that one on frame. Ten minutes gone by in the second half, and as you said, Casey, it has really, truly opened up here in the last few minutes, end-to-end action. Both teams with chances going forward. Loose City comes away with a turnover after the goal kick, a poorly hit one from Cochran. Serrano with the interception, ahead to Ownby. Boys in black tonight for Louisville City, wearing their alternate jerseys. They're in the attack once again. Gibson under pressure from Fernandez with a loose ball, and it's sent away by Gibson past the far sideline, a throw to Tampa Bay here. But it just feels like, Casey, that a goal is coming for either side. Louisville City with more of the ball still. But there's a goal in this game to be found in the next few minutes, I think. I agree with you. A goal is going to come. And while Louisville City has seen more of the ball, I think Tampa Bay has had the better chances to score. I think Tampa Bay has had better looks on goal, actually. But Louisville City has had better buildups and better generated attacks. And so it's just a matter of which team is going to break through. Louisville City's problem right now is there's too many times that they're not on the same page, too many missed passes, too many miscommunications, missed runs. And they have to clean that up because those are what what are leading to turn turnovers and those turnovers are allowing Tampa Bay to counterattack them. Again, Louisville City maintaining a healthy advantage in possession. 64% of the ball has been with Louisville tonight. That's resulted in six shots. None of them, though, have been on target to test C.J. Cochran. Tampa Bay with four shots of their own. Again, none of those on target either. Here comes Louisville City once again. It's Ownby in the attack to the near side with Musha Galusa in the box on his right foot. Tries the shot. It was deflected on its way through. It would have been a difficult angle to get it on frame. And in fact, the referee says it does not take a deflection. So just an errant shot. It was well wide of goal. It just went past the corner flag on the far side. It's out past the inline. A goal kick to Tampa Bay. And it's really got to be better from Mushigalusa there. He has to get either a better shot on or send a better crossing because I'm not sure whether that was a shot or a cross or what it was. But regardless, it has to be better because you're getting these chances. But at some point, you have to be sharper in the final third. And if you continue to have plays like this where it's a complete missed opportunity and you're not allowing your team a chance, you're going to open up the door for Tampa Bay. 57 minutes and change gone by in this game. Still no score. Number one versus number two. Louisville City with a point advantage in the Eastern Conference standings over the Rowdies entering play today. They do have a game in hand, so a win here could really separate those two at the top of the standings. Ball over the top from Amadou Dia towards Musha Galusa for Louisville. He can't catch up to it. It bounces into the feet of C.J. Cochran. And he now picks it up as Ownby had made a little run into the box to apply a little pressure. Cochran throws it with his right arm to the far side to Guillen, who's on a yellow card now. Two yellow cards in this game, one other way. Guillen in the second half, Gibson for Louisville in the first half. And the two teams battling for possession in the Louisville defensive half. Nikki Law with the last touch. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side. They're right. They take it backward. Tosh as Tampa Bay now comes forward with a little press for the first time we've seen tonight. LaCava got into the six-yard box. Morton, a ball around him to Sean Tosh, who dribbles forward into the middle of the field now, about 20 yards from the Louisville goal, is Corbin Bone. He's drifting to the near side, plays it there to West Sharpie. 
toward the midfield stripe now. Across midfield to Dia. Dia backward to Gibson. Gibson trying to lay it to the near sideline. Forward to Mushagalusa. Intercepted by Dayon Harris of Tampa Bay. De- Harris charging forward. Harris dribbles around West Sharpie. Does really, really well. Dayon Harris about a 40-yard run. He will now check back and dribble backward to try and keep possession. He was surrounded by about four black shirts. But they can't do it, Tampa Bay. And it's a turnover. Here comes Louisville City. Maybe a chance to push numbers forward as Tampa Bay had brought numbers forward in the attack. It's Ombi on the near sideline. Into the middle to Gonzalez back to Ombi. They're in the attacking half, about 30 yards from goal. Ombi drops it back with Gonzalez again to the near side. Amadou Dia. Dia puts in a cross. It's into the six yard box. Serrano had a touch, but couldn't put it on frame, and it's cleared away by Guillen. Serrano almost looked like he didn't know the ball was coming. It just went right off of his foot. The clearance stays in play. It's Manny Perez at the top of the box, in the middle of the field. Corbin Bone. The chance still on here for Louisville City. Gonzalez winds up with his left foot, and it's just wide. A terrific strike from Jorge Gonzalez with his left outside of the box from distance. It was trailing away from the far post, but he didn't miss by much. Two great chances there for Louisville City, Casey. Well, I first want to go back to that ball by Amadou Dia. Oh, my goodness. That was a perfect cross in. It was so perfect that it bent so nicely. Ray Serrano didn't see it until it was right at his feet and it's just extremely unfortunate because Ray Serrano was right inside the six yard box with nobody on him. That was a great opportunity but how about that shot from Jorge Gonzalez. Finally somebody steps up and takes a shot. I feel like I've been asking them to do that this entire game. They get close to the box and they're trying to pass it too much. A beautiful shot from Jorge Gonzalez. We've got four substitutions in the works before this goal kick will be taken. Two of them for Louisville City, two of them for Tampa Bay. And for Tampa Bay, we're going to see a familiar face, which we will get to in a moment. Let's start with Louisville City. The two subs, one of them we may have expected. Wilson Harris comes in for Danny Cruz with 30 minutes to play, but he replaces Matiti Mushugalusa. So it'll be Ombi to the right I believe Serrano will probably take up the left. In fact, it's actually Ombi on the left. Serrano will remain on the right, and Wilson Harris will play up top. The other substitution in the midfield, it's Napo Matsoso on for Corbin Bone. Remember, Bone was a late addition to the lineup. Niall McCabe was originally slated to start. He was a late scratch after warm-ups. Bone called into action. He's replaced after an hour. On the other side for Tampa Bay, Steven Dos Santos is replaced at the top of the formation, the striker, by former Louisville City player Kyle Gregg, who makes his return tonight to Lynn Family Stadium. Gregg, of course, played with Louisville City last year. And the other switch, Jan Ekra, a veteran Frenchman, 31 years of age. He comes into the game and replaces Dayon Harris. All four of those substitutions are brought to you by MHS Global. What do you make of those switches, Casey? Well, I feel like Danny Cruz is bringing in a fresh front three almost and moving Brian Ombi out wide. He's looking to see if he can spark a little bit more attack and a little bit more energy up there. And same with Tampa Bay, though, bringing on some attacking presence there, bringing on Kyle Gregg to hold the ball up a little bit more for you up top. Kyle Gregg is so good at holding the ball and being able to maintain possession. And so bringing on that presence is going to give him a player to release out to. Kyle Gregg, the 32-year-old journeyman, spent last season with Louisville City, scored five goals and 27 appearances as they have announced the attendance tonight. And it is an all-time Louisville City record. It bests the 2017 USL Cup final, which was played at Louisville Slugger Field, 14,673. Here's a chance for Wilson Harrison. Harris scores! Oh, he just took it right away from the defender, just like he did last week. And Harris 
puts Louisville City on top and erupts this crowd of 14,673. They're on their feet. Louisville City ahead with 28 minutes to go. Wilson Harris on the score sheet for the second straight week and in similar fashion, Casey Whitfield. What a moment for Wilson Harris and what a moment for this crowd. It's a throw in to the back defender and Wilson Harris just applying the pressure he does so well. He completely picks the pocket of the defender and just calmly passes it into the, the near post where he came from and Cochran didn't stand a chance. Wilson Harris, I think that's probably his first touch of the match too, to be completely honest. I don't even know if he's touched the ball, but he comes on and has an immediate impact and you can just hear the stadium. It's beautiful. All 14,600 of them on their feet. Harris scores for the second consecutive game. He's now into double figures on the league season. His 10th goal of the year. It puts Louisville City on top, one to nothing over Tampa Bay. And it is presented by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. The switch for Danny Cruz pays off within three minutes. Casey, that is, when you talk about an impact off the bench, that is exactly to a T the definition of what that means. Well, we all know what Wilson Harris is capable of. He has been injured, and so he hasn't been able to put in the time that I think he wants to put in, and I think Danny Cruz wants him to be able to play. But to be able to bring him off the bench and to have that immediate impact is phenomenal. Like I said, I don't even think he had touched the ball and just immediately putting the ball in the back of the net. I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible moment for him and an incredible moment for all these fans here. Now, per our conversation at halftime, down a goal with plenty of time to go, 26 minutes left in this game. You'd have to think Tampa Bay is going to come out of their shell a little bit and push numbers forward. They have plenty of attacking talent still on the field. Yes, you have to think that that's going to happen, but I think Lucity has to stick to their game plan. I don't think it's time to start sending defenders in, sitting in deep, because that's not the way that you play, and that's not... You don't want to change the way that you're playing too soon because that's going to open up doors. You're going to ask for mistakes. I think Lou City has to continue to push forward to ride the energy from the fans. And because Tampa Bay is going to be pushing forward, it's going to open up some channels and gaps because Tampa Bay is going to be the frantic team trying to get back into it. 65 minutes gone by as the smoke fills the air here in Butchertown coming from the Estopinal end. An interception, a challenge from West Sharpie to win it for Louisville City, but they quickly give it back as they just clipped it over the top toward Wilson Harris, Connor Antley heads it back into the arms of the goalkeeper, C.J. Cochran. So Dos Santos came off in that switch. He was the starting center forward for Tampa Bay. Kyle Gregg will now fill that position. Might he come back to pay his former club a problem or give them a problem here in his return to Lynn Family Stadium? Kyle Morton forced under pressure from Gregg to clear it. It goes past midfield. Harris did well to keep it alive, and then Napo Matsoso tried to keep it in play. It's out of play. Last touch by Tampa Bay. A throw to Louisville City on the far side. They're right just at the midfield stripe. Well, we've seen Kyle Gregg with spectaculars in a Louisville City jersey late into matches, and so he is a player that can score goals whenever pretty much because he's so talented in that final third you can't really give him any 
free open opportunities there. So he's one that Sean Tosh and Wes Sharpie are going to have to keep their eye on and constantly know where he's at. Greg, 238 career appearances as a professional, all but one of them in the USL. The other came in Major League Soccer. He scored 63 goals. He'll be the threat man for Tampa Bay to finish. But Louisville City looking to add a second. It's Ray Serrano on the right end of the box to Gonzalez. Cut out by a defender, picked up by Ombi in the D. And then Jan Ekra did a great job to take it away from Ombi, but Ombi able to stick out a foot. Ekra goes down, no foul. Louisville City takes over again. Ball into the box from Amadou Dia. Gonzalez touches it down, calls for a handball. The referee had a long look, and she did not blow her whistle. The ball was in the arms of the goalkeeper. He rolls it forward to Scarlett as Tampa Bay tries to build out of the back once again. That was a chance for Louisville City there. They argued for the penalty, Casey. A really tough chance, and I I don't think we had a good angle at all to be able to see what happened. But the assistant referee and the center referee were right there on the spot and were able to see, so they clearly had a better view. And if they did not see a handball, then it's it's a no handball. Brian Omi into the box on his right foot, tries the shot at the near post, and Cochran down quickly to his right to make the stop. Brian Ombi has looked lively all game. That may be his best chance to score a goal as Cochran made the stop, diving down to his right. Ombi coming in from the left side now. Again, that switch. Ombi now playing from the left. Cut it into his right foot, had the shot on frame, Casey. A really good look from Brian Ombi, and I love that he kept it low, but the, the thing that really makes me the most happy is there's two loose city players crashing the goal waiting for the deflection for the easy tap in here comes tampa bay jake lacava into the box on his right foot lacava's shot is blocked the second attempt is wide kyle morton was very troubled by that made the dive he had it covered and it was inches wide of the post it was a quick counter attack almost like last week with charleston lacava was uncovered on the far side Cut it into his right foot in the penalty area. The first shot was blocked. He picked up the loose ball, had a second crack at it, and just put it wide of the near post just by inches. And LaCava has been the danger man so far this match for Tampa Bay. He has been extremely lethal on that left side. He's so good at picking the ball up and just attacking on the dribble, and that's what has allowed him to pick the ball up in these open spaces and just attack is his ability to move off the ball, and that shot there did not miss by much. Again, he can, you cannot allow LaCava to pick the ball up in the middle of the field and run at you because he will make you pay. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. There was a brief pause there. I'm not entirely sure why, but a few Louisville City players came over to the near sideline to the bench and got a drink of water, got some instructions from head coach Danny Cruz. The goal kick taken by Kyle Morton. It's a poor one. It's picked off by Nikki Law in the center circle. Tries to play it through to Jake LaCava. Defended well by Manny Perez, who gets in front of LaCava and wins the ball. Perez into the middle to Napo Metzoso. Metzoso backward to Sean Tosh. Some numbers forward here in green and gold for Tampa Bay as they have to push numbers forward. So Louisville City will not quite be as comfortable playing out of the back as they were in the first half. West Sharpie, the left center back, a ball in the air to the far sideline. Manny Perez still in the Louisville half, still pressure coming forward from Tampa Bay. LaCava is defending nearby with Sean Tosh, who dribbles forward. Tosh into the center circle to Matt Soso, back to Tosh. Tosh now to the far sideline, Manny Perez. Perez dribbles across midfield, down the far sideline. Still Perez goes, on his way, touches it wide right to Ray Serrano on the far sideline. In the attacking half, maybe 20 yards outside of the box. Serrano drifts backwards, backward to Gibson. Gibson, a ball in the air into the center circle to West Sharpie. Sharpie back to the near side to Amadou D. 
Garcia, but it's overhit. A poor pass and an errant pass from West Sharpie, a mistake. Sends it out of play for a Tampa Bay throw on the near sideline just in front of their bench on their right. And it's been those little errors, the unforced errors from Lou City that have led to Tampa Bay's best attacks. And so Lou City has to clean it up for these last 20 minutes so they can continue to play a nice, clean game of soccer and limit the number of times that they're freely giving Tampa the ball. Again, the Wilson-Harris goal moments after he came off the bench into this game about seven minutes ago has given Louisville City a 1-0 lead in this highly anticipated epic tilt at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Number one leads it over number two in the standings, 1-0 right now. Louisville City over the Tampa Bay Rowdies before a sold-out record crowd of well over 14,000 at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville in the attack in the center circle is Matt Soso, combined well with Harris, who plays it back to him. Now backward to Brian Obi, who's dropped very deep in the formation for the ball. He plays it back into the center circle with Sean Tosh, the right center back, now across the center circle, the left center back. West Sharpie, Damadou Dia, the left back at midfield. Forward to Matt Soso, back to Dia. Dia, clipped ball in the air toward Brian Obi. Jordan Scarlett hooks it over his head with his right foot. Chested down by Napo Matsoso, still in the attacking half. It's Gonzalez. Maybe things on here for Louisville City. Gonzalez tried to thread it through for Serrano, who made a great run. Cut out by Tampa Bay. Louisville still with it. It's Brian Obi on the near sideline, deep in the corner, at the end line. Defended by Jordan Scarlett. Plays it down the near sideline. Too hot for Gonzalez, but Amadou Dia cleans it up. Back to Gonzalez, now back to Tyler Gibson. Louisville City poking and prodding, trying to spread out this Tampa Bay defensive formation to add a second. That might just be what is needed here to secure all three points. Gonzalez in the middle, plays it wide right to Ray Serrano. They switch the point of the attack. Serrano across into the box, right to Aaron Guillen, who touches it down. It's cleared away by Leo Fernandez, a poor clearance. A battle for it between Lacava, Serrano, and Matsoso. And then it's cleared forward once again. A better clearance here from Leo Fernandez. It's toward Kyle Gregg. Gregg did well, holding up Manny Perez. He went down. A foul was called. You hear the fans. They don't like it. But Kyle Gregg, a veteran play there to get his team out from their own end. It'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay, just a few yards shy of midfield. Yeah, and it it was a smart veteran play, as you said, because as soon as he felt contact, he went down. And I don't think that it was really necessarily enough contact for it to truly be a foul. But regardless, it was a smart play from Kyle Gregg to be able to give his team a chance to get out of the back and to allow his team to get numbers up. We have three substitutions before the free kick is taken, all three of them for Tampa Bay. The headliner, and you hear the boos, as you might expect. Lucky M. Kosana comes into the game for Tampa Bay. The former Louisville City player who was traded to Tampa Bay in 2019, he came back to hurt them in a big way last postseason. Two goals after the 83rd minute for M. Kosana to force extra time in that Eastern Conference final, which Tampa Bay came from behind to win in extra time. So M. Kosana on in place of Jake LaCava, the danger man for Tampa Bay. Uh, the other substitutions, it's Junior Etu on in place of Nicky Law, and then Robert Castellanos came on as well in place of one of the Tampa Bay players, Jake uh, Sebastian Dalgard, I should say. So Castellanos on in place of Dalgard. Those three substitutions brought to you by MHS Global for the Tampa Bay Rowdies with 18, 17 minutes and counting in this game. Louisville City in front, one to nothing. It's a free kick, a fifth-third free kick to the boys in purple here. And something to consider here, that is all five substitutes there for Tampa Bay. So if anything were to happen to any of the players injury-wise, 
anything like that. They would have to play a man down because they have used up all of their substitutes. But that just shows how much Tampa Bay needs a result out of this, whether it is a tie or a win. Tampa Bay needs a result, so they're willing to put everything on the line to be able to get back into this one. The fifth third free kick was taken by Kyle Morton, sent long the other way, and it's goalkeeper to goalkeeper more or less. Here comes Tampa Bay. Kyle Morton was well off of his line, but West Sharpie cut in front of the ball to clear it away for Louisville City as it was just a quick ball over the top for Tampa Bay. Now the same for Louisville City. A quick ball over the top of the far sideline. Ray Serrano, he touches it down, keeps it in play. Louisville in the attack. Serrano backward to Matt Soso, backward further still into the Louisville half by a few yards to Sean Tosh. Tosh back to Matt Soso, who's dropped back. Forward to Tyler Gibson. Gibson on the wrong page of Manny Perez there. Once again, we've seen this a few times with Louisville City tonight. Perez made the run forward. Gibson played the ball behind him. It's out for a Tampa Bay throw. And again, just not reading the body language of their teammates. If you saw the body language, you would know that he was making the run forward. Just have to get your head up and make sure that you are on the same page with your teammate because it's those little errors, like I said, that could be costly. 15 and a half minutes to go. Louisville City in front, one to nothing, courtesy of a Wilson-Harris goal in the 63rd minute. The ball at the feet of the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. He touches it forward and will play it long. Gives us the opportunity to remind you about tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. We'll get back to that in a moment as Wilson-Harris trying to battle with Castellanos. Castellanos did well to play it back to the goalkeeper, Cochran. The Man of the Match is presented by Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training. To vote in the poll, go to Lou City, go to twitter.com slash FC. It'll be open for about the next 10 minutes. Lou City in the attack. It's Gonzalez in the box. Cuts it back to Ombi, but the flag is up. The ball goes into the back of the net. You hear the cheers, but the flag went up well before it against Jorge Gonzalez. So it'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay. And lucky for Tampa Bay, fortunate for them that the flag did go up because that would have been a clear-cut opportunity. The ball was to Brian Ombi on the penalty spot. He was wide open. Very fortunate for Tampa Bay because they were completely caught off guard there in that situation, and Brian Ombi was left wide open inside the six-yard box. So it was an easy tap-in for him. But looking at the man of the match... You've got Wilson Harris, Manny Perez, Wes Sharpie, and Corbin Bone, all players who I think absolutely deserve it. I think Corey Gonzalez got a little gypped a little bit. He should have been on that list too. But Wilson Harris, I mean, he's, he's going to end up winning the man of the match vote. You've got to think, though. You've got to think. The goal scorer is always the easy option, the popular option, and deserved, uh, it, it's deserved for him as well, the way he scored that goal. Well, 100%. But, but I'll give a shout. Why not the fans on the Man of the Match Award tonight? I mean, on a I sold agree out with night, that. a record crowd. That is crown. a good point. It's been an excellent crowd. They've been energetic and enthused. We need to get on the get on them for that because the fans <laughs> deserve a little credit here. As we're having that conversation, a stoppage in play. I believe maybe a hydration break here. It certainly seems like that with 15 minutes to go on a hot and steamy night. Although it is pretty comfortable for the season in mid-August here in Louisville, Kentucky. The temperature at the start of the game was in the lower 80s. It seems to me like this is a hydration break. About four or five players have come down to the near sideline for Louisville City. In fact, it was an injury as Junior Etsu, one of the substitutes who just checked in, was down receiving some treatment for Tampa Bay. But it works like a hydration break. Four or five Louisville City players came over to the near sideline, got a drink, also got some instructions from Danny Cruz. What do you think the key is? What do you think maybe the message was from Danny there, the head coach for Louisville City to his players? What's the key for them to see this thing out over the next 15 minutes? I think you have to just continue to fight in this one. You cannot take your foot off the gas because the minute that you do, Tampa Bay is going to make you pay. So you have to continue to push. You have to continue to be aggressive and continue to play your style of game. And that stoppage also gave me a chance to tell us our Toyota move of the match which is going to be Wilson Harris's goal there, his 
pressure to be able to get in. Then when he picks the ball up and he takes that touch across the goal face and slot it and sit back where he came from, that's your Toyota move in the match. Toyota, let's go places. 13 minutes to go plus stoppage time. We had no stoppage time in the first half. We'll probably have a little bit more than that in the second half. Again, that goal from Harris. The difference right now, one to nothing in favor of Louisville City as Harris comes up onto it now after a long ball, after Louisville won the ball. Harris does well to hold it up under pressure from Jordan Scarlett. He drops it off to Brian Ombi on the near sideline in the attacking half. Ombi backward to Amadou D the left back. Now backward still into the Louisville half with Wes Sharpie. Sharpie picks up his head along diagonal left to right looking for Ray Serrano. Ray Serrano couldn't find the header. It was nowhere near him, really, the ball. Battle for possession between Tyler or Kyle Gregg and Tyler Gibson. And Gregg loses out. Gibson wins the ball for Louisville City. He touches it back to West Sharpie along the back line. Sharpie back to the top of the Louisville box with the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. He rolls the ball forward. Now plays it long down the middle toward Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez up for the header, wins it. Plays it on a flipped header to Serrano. Serrano tried to play it to Harris. It was cut out there by Castellanos. And a vital intervention there from Castellanos because Harris was in. Ball over the top for Imko Sana of Tampa Bay. He's beaten to it by Amadou Dia, who heads it back to Kyle Morton. But let's go back to that chance for Louisville City, Casey. A vital intervention there from Castellanos for Tampa Bay because Harris was unmarked. Well, and I think he completely read that really nicely. Ray Serrano kind of televised his pass there. Everybody knew that he was going to play it to Wilson Harris. I think Ray Serrano should have played it in behind Castellanos there and then allowed Wilson Harris to run onto it. But a really good defensive effort from Castellanos there. A foul goes against Tampa Bay as Louisville played a ball forward. It goes against Jordan Scarlett. In a battle for possession with Harris. Harris took a tumble, but he's okay. It's a fifth third free kick. It comes in the Tampa Bay half for Louisville City on the middle of the field toward the near sideline. 11 minutes to go in a one to nothing game. They play it on the ground backward. Amadou Dia now to West Sharpie in the middle of the field. He's dragging the ball across the field to the far side. Plays it to Manny Perez. Under pressure there from Leo Fernandez. Fernandez with the final touch as Perez wins the throw on the far side. Louisville right in their defensive half. Fernandez, a moment about him. He's hardly really had a sniff in this game. He's been the danger man for them. Went on a long goal-scoring streak earlier in the season, did Leo Fernandez. But he's not really had a chance tonight, Casey. He really hasn't had many opportunities, and I think they had him in a center-forward position almost, and he was really a non-factor. So they've moved him out onto the wing a little bit to see if they can kind of create a little bit of space for him, find him the ball a little bit more, and see if they can get him on the ball more to be able to generate a little bit more for him. Fernandez scored an 8 of 10 entering this game. Neil Collins, the head coach for Tampa Bay, is shouting towards his players, not toward the referee, because his team has conceded a throw here on the near sideline just in front of Collins and the Tampa Bay bench. Collins looking just to maybe find some energy from his charges right now. They're down 1 to nothing, and Louisville City still has had the better of it. The throw comes from Louisville City toward the end line. Ombi battling with Scarlett, and a foul goes against Ombi. So it's a free kick to Tampa Bay here, deep in their half, just outside of their box on the near side, their rights. And I love whenever teams, the, the foul happened right on the end line there, and I think they've moved the ball at least 10 to 15 yards off that end line. And so it's going to allow Tampa Bay to be able to really push out of their defensive half and maybe see if they can get something started offensively. Wouldn't be the first time that Tampa Bay scored a late goal to break Louisville hearts. Louisville City trying to avoid that outcome tonight. They lead it one to nothing with nine minutes to go. A challenge in the air in the center circle between Junior Etu and Jorge Gonzalez. Boy, that a bit shaken up. The foul was actually called 
against Gonzalez. So it's going to be a free kick here to Tampa Bay as Gonzalez came out of that interaction holding the back of his head, but he appears to be okay. And I think they're actually going to put a drop ball here, Casey. Yes, so because it was a head injury to Gonzalez, the referee has to stop the game immediately. And so the possession was in Tampa Bay's favor, and so the ref does a dropped ball to Tampa Bay. So no foul to correct my error a moment ago. Tampa Bay in possession along the back line. Castellanos, now Scarlett, the right center back in his defensive half, plays it in the air down the near sideline. It's well off target. The... Antley, Connor Antley has moved well forward, the center back. He started along the back line. He's playing almost as a right winger right now. He was the intended target on that pass, but it's well over hitting out of play. It's a Louisville throw on the near side. They're left in their defensive half. Amadou takes it, throws it down the sideline to Wilson Harris. He's up with Scarlett for it. Ball knocked down, flipped forward by Jorge Gonzalez towards Harris. Popped high up into the air by Castellanos. His second header forward toward Etu. Etu drops it into the center circle to Jan Ekra. Ekra dribbling forward. He's tucked from behind by Ray Serrano but continues on. Ekra into the attacking half. Now cuts it back to uh, Guillen. Guillen into the center circle to Castellanos. Now Scarlett at the midfield stripe on the near sideline. To the top of the box on the near side with Kyle Gregg. And Gregg just misplays it. As the player we just mentioned, Antley, cut in. Greg played it to where he started that run, and it's out of play for a Louisville City throw. Well, just as Lou City has not been on the same page a lot of times, neither has Tampa Bay, so it's worked in favor for both teams. They've kind of balanced out a little bit there. Kyle Gregg holding the ball up, but not on the same page as Antley and not able to connect there. Tampa Bay trying to find something, trying to find a tying goal in this game. A foul called against them just at the top of the Louisville City defensive penalty area. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper for Louisville City, who, if this result holds, is looking at another clean sheet. It would be his tenth of the season. We've got seven minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this second half. The crowd is enjoying it in full voice in the Estopinal end, as you can hear. And on the near sideline, again, a record crowd tonight, 14,600-plus. Fifth third free kick hit long by Morton. It's knocked out of play by Tampa Bay. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near sideline. They're left about midway into the attacking half, and they're going to take their time to take this throw. Amadou Dia just jogging forward as the clock is in favor of Louisville City. And you're going to start seeing Lou City eat up more and more time on set pieces. Tampa Bay has to be careful giving away set pieces, giving Lou City the ability to eat time off the clock. And because any time that they're going to, Lou City is going to do that. But next, Lou City has to make sure that that does not affect their play, that they keep their play at a high level, a high pace. Louisville City, though, gives the ball right back to Tampa Bay as they couldn't control the ball from the throw. It's out last touch by Matt Soso. So the throw to Tampa Bay now taken by Scarlett on the near sideline. The right for them. He throws it past midfield toward Greg who gets a header to it. M. Kosana up for the header. Now Greg the header. Jan Ecker up there challenging for it. Tosh with a touch and Tosh with a header across midfield. Chested down by Wilson Harris to Brian Ombi. Ombi trying to return the favor to Harris but it's cut out by Tampa Bay and then Ombi just shoves over Lewis Hilton. A foul called against Ombi. And this will be a free kick to Tampa Bay on the near side there, right in their defensive half, just in from the near sideline by about a yard. Well, and I don't think Brian Obi needs to foul there necessarily. The ball is going out of bounds, and it's actually going to be your ball there. Just a little bit, let his emotions get to him, and not really the smart play. 
The free kick was sent to the top of the box. Mkosana was trying to bring it down. Lucky was unlucky there. Sent away by Louisville City. Here comes Tampa Bay once again on the far side. Leo Fernandez cutting it into the top of the box. Sent away by Sean Tosh. But now it's picked up by Tampa Bay once again. Castellanos in the center circle. Now Scarlett just a yard into the Louisville half. Scarlett a ball down the near sideline toward Antley. Antley pops it up into the air. He goes down after a light shove, I'll say, in the back from Amadou Dia. But the referee, Natalie Simon, the veteran, the FIFA badge earner, calls a foul against Louisville City and Amadou Dia. And it will be a free kick here in a more dangerous position for Tampa Bay. It's about a yard infield from the near sideline there right. Probably about 12 yards up from the corner flag. This will be a set piece that will play a little bit like a corner here as Lewis Hilton places the ball. Really, it's smart tactics from Tampa Bay. They're feeling the contact and they're making the most of it. They're earning themselves some set pieces in some dangerous areas. Lewis City has to be a little bit safer when they're defending with Tampa Bay. They have to make sure that they're keeping a nice, clean game, not putting their hands on them and not giving Tampa Bay the opportunity to have set pieces like this that are extremely dangerous. Four minutes to go. Tampa Bay trying to tie the game late. Lewis Hilton stands over the free kick. The referee blows her whistle. Hilton raises his hand. Here comes the ball. It'll be an outswinger. It's to the far post. Headed away by Jorge Gonzalez. Picked up by Jan Ekra. His shot is blocked. It's out to Guillen now for Tampa Bay. They'll swing it back to the near side. Lewis Hilton defended by Napo Matsoso. Hilton, a left-footed ball into the box. Morton up for it. He punches it away. Picked up by Ekra. 15 yards from goal from the box. And before he can make a play, the flag goes up for an offside against Tampa Bay. And these Louisville City fans are starting to feel it. Might there be revenge in the cards tonight? Tampa Bay has eliminated them from each of the last two playoffs. But Louisville City, three minutes plus stoppage away from a well-earned and very important victory on the course of this season. And I know that was offsides, but that was a massive play from Kyle Morton to come off of his line like that and be able to make contact with the ball. It was not an easy punch away, but he did it very well. After the free kick, the fifth third free kick, Tampa wins it quickly. Into the attack on the far side, Leo Fernandez, defended by Ray Serrano. Fernandez in toward the penalty area, now cuts it back. Into the middle with Jan Ekra. Actually, that's Junior Etu. Etu into the middle of the field, Lewis Hilton. And Wilson Harris dropped back smartly, intelligently. Took it right off the feet of Hilton, and now Louisville City comes forward. And outside of the football for Matt Sosa to Brian Ombi. Ombi onto it, into the attacking half, the final third. He will slow it down, though, and try and kill some clock. He plays it back to Matt Soso. Matt Soso into the middle to Tyler Gibbs. Gibson a spin to Gonzalez. Now Dia on the near sideline, just at midfield. Dia dribbles down the sideline, cuts it backward, plays it into the Louisville half with West Sharpie. Sharpie on the near sideline under pressure from Greg. Has to play it forward with his left foot to no one in particular, picked up by Scarlett of Tampa Bay. Scarlett, a ball into the center circle, cut out by Manny Perez, but still with Tampa Bay. Etsu on the near sideline in the attacking half. He's dribbling forward, has it off the chest of Tyler Gibson as he tried to play the ball through. It's back to him. Now it's with Hilton in the center circle. Hilton to the far sideline to Guillen. Aaron Guillen about 10 yards in from the far sideline at midfield under pressure from Serrano. Swings it back to the near side to Scarlett. Tampa Bay trying to string together some passes here, but they're forced backward once again by Louisville City. It's all the way back to the goalkeeper Cochran. Really good defensive structure there from Lou City. They're making it very difficult for Tampa Bay to break down. They're almost sitting in a five back at some points. Tyler Gibson dropping back a little bit to provide a little bit more support on that back line. Long ball from Cochran towards Greg. Greg did enough to keep it in. Kept in by Antley. Antley into the middle to Hilton. Hilton back to Antley on the near sideline. Backward to Scarlett. Scarlett switches fields. A long ball over to the far sideline. Can Leo Fernandez catch up to it? He can't. 
A cheer from the fans on the near side, particularly, who saw that coming. It's a throw to Louisville City on the far side. They're right. One minute to go plus stoppage time. Wilson Harris's goal in the 63rd minute has Louisville City in front one to nothing over their bitter rivals in the Eastern Conference, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And Tampa Bay just looking a little bit frantic in possession. They have not looked as solid of a team as they really are. They have not been able to connect. They've been a little bit off, and a lot of that is due to the pressure that they're under from Lou City. Lou City is applying a pressure immediately, and they're not even giving Tampa Bay a time to get their head up and take a breath. Ball in the hands now of Kyle Morton after a long ball from Tampa Bay went wanting. Morton bounces the ball into his chest, content to take some seconds, and now roll it forward and hit it long. The ball toward the near side in the middle of the field. Harris went up for it. Ball in the air. Amadou Dia had a chance at it. Picked up by Antley of Tampa Bay. Antley, a long ball over the top. M. Kosana gives chase. Morton out of his area, just hits it forward. Jan Ekra picks it up for Tampa Bay in a crowd of black jerseys. Ombi takes it away. Ombi backward to Amadou Dia. Dia, ball in the air down the near sideline for Harris to give chase. Wilson Harris just goes right into the chest of Jordan Scarlett. Those two having words. It's out for a throw to Tampa Bay. We have now moved in to stoppage time, which is presented by the Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this game. So four minutes to go for Louisville City to see out this one to nothing lead. And we will have a substitution. You hear the big cheer for Brian Ownby, a fan favorite having perhaps his career best season. At 31 years of age, he's replaced by another fan favorite, Oscar Jimenez. That substitution for Louisville City presented by MHS Global. Maybe a chance here for Tampa Bay. Antley into the middle to Jan Ekra. Ekra to the far side to Leo Fernandez. Defended by two players for Louisville. Manny Perez is one of them. He's got a touch now, a second one, as he keeps it on the end line. Clears it forward off of the feet of Leo Fernandez. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City. And this, I have to say, this crowd is electric right now, Casey Whitfield. This crowd is making me want to go out there and play. Like The amount of energy that's coming from them you you can't help but feed off of that and so you got to imagine that that is what's helping Lou City in these dying embers of the game because these last few minutes of the game are some of the hardest minutes because your legs are tired you fought for 90 plus now and so to be able to have this support behind you these fans loud cheering you on it helps you tremendously every touch of the ball has been cheered for Louisville City the goal kick taken by Kyle Morton after he took some time off the clock. They've played a minute of this minimum of four in stoppage time. On the other end of the goal kick, it is a foul against Louisville City and a free kick to Tampa Bay here. They've got to push numbers forward, and they're going to. The free kick will be taken a few yards past midfield by Lewis Hilton, and now C.J. Cochran, the goalkeeper, is going to come up to take it. He'll just touch it to Hilton, and the referee will say, slow down, I didn't let you take that free kick. She blows her whistle. Tampa Bay tried to get clever there, so the free kick... Not taken yet. It's going to be Lewis Hilton. He's going to send it long from midfield. Here it comes toward the top of the Louisville box. A crowd up for it. The header won by Greg. He sends it across the top of the box. No one there in green and gold. is picked up by Tyler Gibson. Gibson just heaves it long down the near sideline. Cochran about 15 yards out of his goal will touch it forward. It's last-ditch stuff here for Tampa Bay. Two minutes to go as they try and find a late equalizer. Cochran the ball forward. Headed away by Manny Perez. Cleared away by Ray Serrano. Now a ricochets back to Perez. Perez a ball over the top. Harris will give chase and Harris will get there ahead of Guillen. Guillen a touch but the flag was up against Wilson Harris. 
And the fans vehemently disagree with that call, as does Casey Whitfield to my right. It's going to be a free kick to Tampa Bay here. You were shaking a finger at that. That is not the correct call there. Wilson Harris was on the uh, his defensive half when the ball was played. So when that ball goes through, it doesn't matter where the defender is because he's in his defensive half. So I really think the referee missed that one. Before we have that free kick, we will have a substitution here for Louisville City. It's going to be Paolo Del Piccolo to come on. He will replace Jorge Gonzalez, who had himself a nice game tonight. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. It comes with just over a minute to go in the minimum of four of this Muhammad Ali International Airport stoppage time. The offside flag results in a free kick to Tampa Bay. Guillen takes it, sends it high into the air, back into the Louisville box. Headed away by Leo Fernandez, backward from Tampa's perspective. Now Lewis Hilton just chips it high into the air into the box toward Fernandez. A header from Manny Perez for Louisville, high into the air. Jan Ekra ahead or high into the air. It's still loose in the box. It's going to fall to Fernandez. He's going to have a crack, and Fernandez just puts it wide. That was the chance for Tampa Bay to tie the game in stoppage time. It fell kindly to Leo Fernandez, their leading goal scorer. It was a tight angle. He couldn't get it on frame, and Louisville City will just about now, you'd have to say, escape here with all three points with just seconds to play. Fernandez showing why he is a leading goal scorer for Tampa. Didn't really have an angle whatsoever. Hasn't been involved in much whatsoever for Tampa, but he gets one little moment, and that was a absolute rip. I don't think he missed it by much, but he had a very tough angle there. You have to imagine that's one of the last few chances of the game. The crowd willing this Louisville City team to a victory tonight. A goal kick following that errant shot from Kyle Morton. Four minutes have gone by. The goal kick past midfield, headed forward by Paolo Del Piccolo. Scarlett picks it up for Tampa Bay, all the way back to the goalkeeper Cochran. This has got to be the last chance coming forward for Tampa Bay. Across midfield to M. Kosana, his header on towards Greg. Greg heads it over to Leo Fernandez. The referee continuing to allow play, but a sliding challenge from Perez and a great one for Louisville City to take it away. He's thrown down by a Tampa Bay player. It was Guillen and a foul called against Guillen and a fifth-third free kick coming up for Louisville City. Surely now, just seconds remaining in this game. I think Guillen's a little bit lucky there to get away with that without a yellow card there but you gotta imagine the ref already has the whistle in her mouth as soon as this ball is played it's over and even before the ball is played louisville city has defeated tampa bay on a thrilling night at lynn family stadium it is a taste of revenge tonight for louisville city fc the team that eliminated them from the playoffs the last two years They upend them tonight to extend their lead at the top of the standings. May there be yet more revenge to come, come the autumn, if these two teams were to meet in the playoffs. Lots of time for that to come for the night. The night tonight belongs to Louisville City. They win it by a final score of 1-0 over Tampa Bay. The goal from Wilson Harris, an electric crowd. Witness this one, Casey. What are your thoughts? It was just an absolute fun environment to play in, and what a good game from both sides. Both teams put out there a beautiful performance. I think Tampa Bay is going to be a little bit disappointed in themselves because they had numerous opportunities where they should have put the ball in the back of the net. But Lou City really, really found a way to win in that one and had such great game management at the end. you got to imagine this is going to be a great confidence boost for them going into this last part of the season. It's a great opportunity for them to get three points tonight and to continue to move forward to being that number one team to get the home field advantage. The crowd roars in appreciation and celebration tonight. Louisville City 
defeats Tampa Bay by a final of one to nothing. A lot to talk about, a lot to digest, so much to analyze, and we will try and do that after we return from this timeout in the postgame show. Again, the final score tonight, Louisville City victorious. They extend their unbeaten run to nine games. They snap the Tampa Bay unbeaten run at 13 games, a momentous occasion this evening. We'll chat about it when we return after this final break. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Just listen to that. How nice is that to hear from Lynn Family Stadium? 14,673 on hand. And it is a celebratory mood for all 14,673. They were loud, particularly in the second half, and they remain loud as the team is taking a celebratory lap around the field to applaud all the fans that showed up. The final score was one to nothing in favor of Louisville City over Tampa Bay. But the result of the game almost feels secondary to me, Casey Whitfield, because of what we're seeing in this crowd tonight. This is and was and hopefully will continue to be a special, special environment here at Lynn Family Stadium. A record crowd tonight, the biggest crowd to ever see a Louisville City home game. And my goodness, were they something special. I mean, 
I'm almost speechless right now just listening to this, seeing the look on the players' faces as they're walking around and waving to the fans and greeting the fans. And the fact that, I mean, there is still probably eight to 10,000 fans in the stands right now. Yeah, thousands of them. I would say maybe a couple thousand of them in the Estopanol and haven't moved. No. They're still there as if the game were still being played. I just what, what, a, what a wonderful night this is for soccer in this city. It's a special moment for soccer, for this team, and for this community. Well, with that, we will welcome, in, welcome you in to this post-game wrap, which is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. Not too many of them are yet behind the wheel at Lynn Family Stadium as they hang around to celebrate this victory tonight. Again, one to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rowdies as Louisville City exacts some revenge over Tampa Bay, the team that has eliminated them each of the last two postseasons. That final score was presented by the Gorski Law Office, the official partner of Louisville City FC. And that one to nothing score also means that tonight's game was a Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet. A clean game calls for a clean smile. The 10th clean sheet of Kyle Morton's season as he returns from injury, an injury he suffered the last time these two teams played down in Florida on June 5th. He continues to play a stellar goalkeeper for Louisville City. Kyle Morton does. Casey on the field tonight. It was a cagey first half, to say the least. Both teams really patient, really methodical in how they approached the game. Tampa Bay sat back considerably in that first half. And, oh, by the way, I should mention, we're talking about the crowd sticking around. There's going to be post-game fireworks. You'll probably hear that in the background here. Yeah, they're happening right now. Here coming up. But uh, just give me a big takeaway on this game. I mean, a, a terrific victory for Louisville City because of who it was against, but also because of the occasion uh, everybody goes home happy. Well, I think in the in the first half, it was exactly how he expected it to kind of come out. Both teams playing very conservatively, not willing to show too much because neither team wanted to go down early. Both teams respecting the other team and the amount of talent that the other team had. And then come in the second half, Lou City stuck with their game plan, which they can t- – I, th- I feel like – all right, let me take that back a little bit because Lou City – Stuck with their game plan throughout the entire game. They were probably the more open of the two teams in the first half. While they did sit in some, I think Tampa Bay sat in a lot more. In the second half, Tampa Bay was forced to come out just a little bit more. They were kind of pressing higher up the field, and that opened up a few gaps for Lou City to be able to exploit. But in the second half, Tampa Bay was able to generate some very good scoring opportunities, just couldn't really put them away. Ultimately, Lou City played a beautiful game. They stuck to their game plan. They did exactly what they needed to do. They forced Tampa Bay into uncomfortable situations, both with their pressure and then with their attack as well. So I think Lucidity has a lot of really positives to take away from this. Let's go through some of the important moments of the game. Two yellow cards in this game, World of Beer yellow cards. One in the first half to Tyler Gibson of Louisville City. One in the second half to Aaron Guillen of Tampa Bay. Wilson Harris was the goal scorer not maybe a minute after coming on as a substitute in the 63rd minute. That goal, the only goal in tonight uh, tonight's game, the difference between Louisville City and Tampa Bay. The 10th goal of the season for Wilson Harris. 
in terms of statistics tonight, Louisville City dominated possession throughout the entire game, and ultimately they finished with a healthy advantage. 62% of the ball was with Louisville City. They generated 11 shots out of that possession. Two of them were on target, including the goal from Harris. Eight shots on the other end for Tampa Bay. So it's not to say, to your point, Casey, that Tampa was utterly dominated in this game. It was by design that they allowed Louisville City for long stretches to play with the ball at their feet, and they had their chances going forward. I think if you're Neil Collins, the head coach for Tampa Bay, certainly you're disappointed at the result. Certainly you're disappointed to see your 13-game unbeaten run go by the wayside. But all in all, I'm not sure how upset you can be with the performance. You're coming into a hostile environment, nearly 15,000 people here wanting to win this game, energized, looking for revenge. His game plan was to sit back and absorb pressure. They really played to that game plan from my eye, Casey, and, and had they just been able to steal a goal, had Jake LaCava been able to steal a goal at some point in that game because he was so very dangerous so many times tonight, Tampa Bay may come out of here with a win or maybe a point. So... What do you think of your Tampa Bay coming into this game? How do they, coming out of this game, I should say, how do they assess what we saw tonight? I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but then I think that Collins is still going to be a little bit frustrated because if you look at how they responded to going down a goal, it wasn't very clean. They began to get a little bit too frantic on the ball. That's when a lot of the errant passes started happening. They were just kicking the ball long and really went away from how they played in the first half, which was that really nice possession. They were looking for more long balls over the top and just took a step away, I think, from who they are as a team and started to get really frantic and not know what to do. And I think a lot of that was due to Lou City, but a huge factor of that is the crowd and the noise that they're making and how that gets into your head. That plays a huge factor when you are the opposing team, hearing all the cheers and stuff and knowing that the clock is against you. And so I think he's going to be a little bit disappointed in how his team reacted to going down. But throughout the first half and up to that point, I think he would be pleased with how they played. They executed their game plan nicely. I think they're also going to be a little disappointed because now they've dropped to third place after Memphis to, uh, had a win today. So that's going to be a little bit disheartening too. So Tampa Bay just needs to kind of go back to the drawing board, regroup, understand that there's still plenty of games for them to be able to get the points back, to be able to maybe get second. Who knows? Maybe get first for the Eastern Conference, but Lucid is going to get first, so they can't really get first. <laughs> Still a long time to go in that season, uh, but l let's just establish it for everybody listening. Louisville City, by way of this win, maintains their position at top of the Eastern standings, and they extend that lead to four points. They've played 23 games, Louisville City with 52 points. Memphis, for the moment, is ahead of Tampa Bay on for one reason or another on the tiebreaker. They're even on 48 points, Memphis and Tampa Bay. But both it Memphis and Louisville City. It differential, I think. But, but that's what I'm saying is Memphis's goal differential is only 22, games whereas played, Tampa Bay. That might Memphis be it, has yeah. only played 23 games, whereas Tampa Bay has played 24, so they have a game in hand. Regardless, that top three, it's going to be a dogfight for that number two position. Louisville City will be hopeful that they can go on and extend that lead considerably. Let's take a timeout. we got a pause we have to take on this postgame wrap-up. Again, you're listening to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap-up following a really special night at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville City wins it one to nothing over Tampa Bay. We'll continue to talk about it, but we'll also look forward because as vital as this home crowd was tonight for Louisville City, they're not going to be able to see much of it over the next month or so. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Again, it's a win tonight for Louisville City over the Tampa Bay Rowdies by a final score of one to nothing. You're listening to the post-game show here on ESPN Louisville.
Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota truck, like the new Toyota Tundra. Designed, engineered, and built in the USA, the new Tundra Hybrid delivers 437 horsepower and can go up to 700 miles on a tank of gas. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get a rugged new 22 Tacoma with low 1.9 APR financing. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD Pro. Get details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions, from the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium, our final segment of a terrific night in Butchertown. Louisville City wins it one to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rowdies this evening. Wilson Harris, the goal scorer, and in large part thanks to that goal, he won tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. Harris, his 10th goal of the season, I think a deserved award, wouldn't you say, Casey? Oh, 100%. I mean, you come on and your first touch is a goal. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And it was a goal that he completely created off of his pressure and his just sheer hard work. So we saw a goal like that from him last game, and for him to get back-to-back goals, that's exactly what you want from Wilson Harris, who's been out of the lineup because of injury, to start getting his confidence back as we approach the playoffs. I'm okay with it. Danny Cruz is taking questions from the media down below us. I'm curious what his thoughts are on this upcoming slate for Louisville City. Their next slate of games, five of the next six, in fact, that takes them through mid-September, are on the road. This time next week on the 20th, they'll visit Detroit City. Then they'll head down to Florida to face Miami, come back up to Indiana to face Indy 11 before returning home for that one game in that stretch here at Lynn Family Stadium. That'll be against the Sacramento Republic on September 3rd. And then two more games to close out this stretch at FC Tulsa and at Pittsburgh. The good news over the length of the season, if you're looking at it, Louisville City will close the season with four of five at home, down the home stretch as they try and seal the deal for the number one seed. But it's going to be a difficult couple of weeks here, a couple, really a month, Casey, between now and September 10th, five of six on the road. How does Louisville City take this result 
and certainly the emotional lift that this will give them tonight and propel that forward over the next six games. I mean, you got to imagine this was kind of a hump for them to get over. They haven't beaten Tampa Bay in quite some time, and so to be able to get this victory in front of this crowd, you know that's only going to motivate them to continue to push forward. But Detroit is going to be a hard match to play to. We've been there. We've played against them. It was in the Open Cup that we went there to play. We have not played them technically in the regular season, so we went to play in Detroit, and I remember that one just being a grueling match. They've got some very intense fans, and it's just a tough environment to play in. So it's going to be tough coming from an environment where it was completely completely in your favor, packed house, to then go to Detroit where the fans are not going to be in your favor. It's going to be a little bit of a tough matchup, and so they have to just take this next spell one trip at a time. Let's have a final thought to wrap up this evening because it's such a significant evening. I think this will live long in the memory of all the fans that were here tonight. Hopefully it's not the last time for a while that we see such a loud, boisterous, and large crowd. Again, the the number that maybe the statistic that maybe is the most important on the evening 14,673 an all-time Louisville City home crowd record tonight um, just really truly Casey a memorable evening a memorable evening is exactly how it is I mean I almost got emotional at some points hearing the crowd and seeing the players and what it meant to the players especially walking there at the end around and waving at the fans what it meant to those players to be able to look up in the stands and have all of these people who came tonight to support you, to cheer you on, is just incredible. It was such a fun environment. I'm a little bit jealous that I couldn't be out there playing because I wish I could be playing in that. So a, a great night for Loose City, a great night for the city of Louisville, and let's make it happen again. There's plenty of other home games. Let's get tickets. Let's make this happen again because this was fun. It absolutely was. It was truly, as you were saying, when the team was walking around the field after the game, it's a moment that you just have to catch yourself and realize that this is happening here. It is the eighth season of this experiment in outdoor professional soccer here in Louisville, Kentucky, but oh boy, oh boy, did it succeed tonight. Again, Louisville City victorious this evening for the ninth consecutive game. They do not go down in defeat. They win it one to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rowdies. They extend their lead at the top of the Eastern Conference standings to four points as it stands over both Memphis and Tampa Bay. A reminder coming up tomorrow at Lynn Family Stadium, it's the Women's Cup. Lots of big-name international teams are in town to participate, including AC Milan, who will take on Tokyo Verdi Bellezza in the first game tomorrow, and then the second game, Tottenham Hotspur from England will take on Club America of Mexico. Racing Louisville will join the fray on Wednesday night. They will take on the winner of the AC Milan and Tokyo Verde Beletsa game, and OL Reign also will participate in this tournament. It'll wrap up next weekend, August the 20th, a week from tonight, the final and third and fourth place matches, the third and fifth place matches, I should say, will take place at Lynn Family Stadium as well. Get your tickets now. It's thewomenscup.world, thewomenscup.world to get your tickets. It's a really, truly special event coming here to Lynn Family Stadium this week. So that will do it for us tonight. What a night, one we will not soon forget. For Casey Whitfield, I'm Jeff Milby, Spencer Brown back in the studio. We've really enjoyed having you along for the ride as we wrap up this post-game show, which is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to always play it safe behind the wheel, buckle up, and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. We will next speak to you a week from tonight as Louisville City travels to Michigan to take on Detroit City. Kickoff for that game at 7.30. We'll have coverage beginning at 7.15 here on ESPN Louisville. So for everybody, 
I'm Jeff Milby. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. It was a fun one tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. 14,673 on hand to see a Louisville City win. Jefferson Animal Hospital Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium, open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. 